Welcome everyone to a very special episode of the Circle Back Podcast, the show where three great friends get together and just talk about video games. I'm Dan Lamarca. As always, I'm joined by Dan Dufernoy. Hey, what's up everyone? And Shelby White. How we doing, guys? Doing very well, and today is a very special episode, so I'm doing extra. I'm very happy because we are going to be doing a Final Fantasy VII Remake spoiler cast. You, you. Uh, this is something that I have been looking forward to very much. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about the structure of what, what our plans are. Uh, if you haven't played the game, it's okay. Stick around for the first couple minutes um, because we're going to basically do um what is our history with the game and then what are our thoughts overall how do we like it um without using without no spoilers and then we're going to go through chronologically and basically hit all the major plot points stopping along the way for anything uh that we feel is an interesting discussion or something we want to touch upon um and then at the end we'll wrap up with just uh random thoughts and different things uh, that we might have missed in the chronological um, so right off the bat, uh, Shelby, what's your history with Final Fantasy VII? Uh, nothing. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> never played the original? No, never played the original. Um, I've honestly, Final Fantasy as a series is very, very minimal. Okay. Um, uh, so the only thing I knew coming into this game was that Cloud was a player in Super Smash Brothers and okay. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> All right. That's Shelby, about it. I'm curious, Shelby. Were you like, did you, were you familiar with like the lore? Uh, you know, Final Fantasy VII is one of those games that's like so, you know, ubiquitous, iconic. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, like, not none whatsoever. Like, I didn't know anything. Obviously, I've seen like pictures. Like, I've so, I've seen pictures of Midgar. I knew it was like a, you know, like this dystopian kind of, mm. uh, almost like a cyberpunkish kind of city, or not cyberpunk, um, right. steampunk kind of city. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- that's just about it, you know. I didn't know much about any of the characters, nothing about the storyline, um, other than what I've seen. Uh, but no, no details for sure. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, in this spoiler cast, we're gonna we're gonna definitely talk to how this game relates to the original game and how it differs. Um, but we will try to avoid specific spoilers from later in the game since there are going to be at least one or more two more parts um mm. so i you know i, I don't want to spoil very specific things for shelby but we'll get into that later on uh dan what's your history with final fantasy 7 yeah, so you know i didn't play it till much recently i think um when i checked my trophies uh last when you asked me how long ago i played it, i think it was 2015 so that was already almost 20 years after it originally came out um, it was one of those games, you know, I have a list of games that, you know, I know are super iconic that I've never gotten to. And that was always like on the top of, of my list. I said, oh, everybody talks about Final Fantasy VII. This is the game I got to check out. I got to play it. So uh, me and my sister did. We played the whole thing. Um, you know, uh, I've made it clear my feelings on it as a whole. But, I gotta but say, for people my, that maybe don't listen to the regular podcast. Yeah, uh, so and I, I've always said that my favorite part of the original game was the Midgar area. Okay. Um, the first 10 hours I absolutely loved. I, I, I liked all the, uh, you know, the, 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 the complications. I liked all the, you know, it's very, you know, terrorism, but you're fighting fascism. Like, it was just like a very, it was very interesting to me and, and, it, and it spoke to me. Um, I, th- I thought the beginning part of the game was 
was incredible and it was well done. And I really, really enjoyed that. Um, there are specific points, and I've talked about it with my sister, past the Midgard level in the, in the original game where the game started to sour for me. Um, I could probably pick, you know, three moments that, you know, once the third moment hit, I was like, okay, I really don't like this game anymore. And, um, you know, so ever, ever since we beat it, you know, Final Fantasy VII, to me, was probably the most overrated game um, mm. I've ever played. Um, there's a lot about it that I didn't like. And um, as, as, you know, but playing the remake, I, I've absolutely loved. Um, yeah. But uh, we still thought it was our due diligence because everybody loved Final Fantasy VII. Still go into all the other games, too. So we watched the movie um, Advent Children. We played the other games, Crisis Core and um, Dirge of Cerberus. you did this recently? You did this recently? Around 2015, around oh, okay. the time. That, okay. Yeah, around the time uh, that we beat Final Fantasy VII. So okay. we really tried to, we, you know, I, I don't want to say that I was lazy about it. Like, we really tried to, to, to soak in everything about this game because we knew everybody loves it. So maybe we're missing something. So right. um, Dirge of Cerberus was Vincent Valentine. He didn't show up in the remake. Vincent mm, Valentine. Not yet. He, I'm sure he will. His story, uh, a game, you know, just him, and then um, uh, Advent Children was like a, a, a sequel to Final Fantasy VII, and Crisis mm-hmm. um, Core was Zack's story. And for those right. so we really tried, and the more and more we played those games, and the more and more we got into. You know this world of Final Fantasy VII. The more and more I didn't like it, you know, and it's it's a shame. Um, okay, so that's so your I, history you know, with Final Fantasy VII. For me, it's I played it in about 1999. Uh, played through the entire thing. Absolutely loved it. Thought it was a masterpiece. Young, young Dan uh, thought he was cooler than everyone else because he played a real adult game. Um, that was kind of like my MO at that time. <laughs> uh, and then the subsequent few years following, um, sticking with that snobbish, you know, mentality. Uh, and then probably 2008, 2009, I replayed the entire thing, uh, and really had a dislike for it. Um, mostly because... Again, following this uh, unfortunate trajectory in my in my taste, um, I, I feel like I was playing games like Bioshock at the time, and you know, re- seeing some deeper storytelling and starting to look down upon Final Fantasy VII. That was like very overt with a lot of its themes and uh, not a lot of depth in the characterization a lot of the times. So I remember just thinking, oh, like this. I get why people like this, but you know, now I'm older. You know, I've seen Darren Aronofsky movies. I, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. This they're not doing anything too, you know, interesting. Um, and of course, that was naive. And I think now, looking back on that game, uh, number one, in the context of this game, I have more respect for the original. But even without this game, I think looking back on it as what it is like as a hey this is an anime style uh story and they're doing some interesting things with like um what does real uh like 
anarchy and change require you know like there are some interesting themes in that game that i that when i was you know 18 or so i didn't necessarily give it credit for so now looking back i'm like okay i actually respect that game a little more i still think it's massively overrated i don't think it's the best game ever made uh, i think there are better final fantasy games than the original um but overall i i definitely look back on it a little more fondly than i did 10 years ago um but yeah so that's basically my history with seven i haven't played it since that time about 2009 um and yeah so let's jump ahead we're still not spoiling yet i just want to get everyone's thoughts on this game as a whole uh we don't have to talk specifics here because again we'll be diving into very specific topics um but here just give me a brief did you like it did you not like it uh how much of it did you like how much of it didn't you like uh shelby what are your what are your thoughts on the game as a whole biggest waste of 60 bucks ever <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love this game um, completely as a whole. Like As I said, I, I didn't have any um, experience with Final Fantasy games, really. Uh, very minimal. And I almost couldn't put this game down from start to finish. You know, right. I think I had about a 40-hour playthrough and loved just about every second of it. Without getting into details, I, I really don't have anything bad to say about it um, okay. on the surface. But... Uh, so you liked yeah, it quite I, a bit, though. I, I liked it quite a bit, yeah. It's yeah. definitely um, a type of game that I would absolutely dive right back into if, like, a sequel came out immediately, you know? Like, right. I, I, I don't feel any, <clears throat> like, um, burnout from it. Okay, even, cool. Even coming off 40 hours, you know? Right. Dan, what are your, your high-level thoughts of the game? Shelby hit the nail on the head. You know, I was hesitant to get this game because i was like i don't feel like playing the original game so why would i want to play you know the game you know again as a remake having said that i i'm happy to admit that i was 100 percent wrong and i'm so glad that i picked it up but game of the, it's my game of the year right now um and and by just finishing it i am so tempted just to play it again and that is mm-hmm. like even the best games that i've played i've never had like every game but but some of the best games that i've played you know i'll finish and then i'll be like that was amazing all right i need a break from it like mm-hmm. no this one like I'll, I'll be happy to jump right in and i can't wait for for a sequel you know they can have my money I, it was so good right. and i had to with it yeah and i'll say for me um most of the th- reasons why i think this game is so incredible uh we'll cover in the next hour to two hours um but i'll just say i love this game i think they took huge risks doing it which sounds so silly it's it looks like it's a remake of one of the most popular and beloved games in video game history so it sounds silly to say they're taking a huge risk Um, but we'll dig into why uh within the next couple you know hour or two uh when we do the spoiler cast itself but i will just say uh i think they did a masterful job on this remake and um i'm extremely excited for where they're going um so right there that's your cutoff everyone that does not has not finished the game uh we are going to start the spoiler cast portion of this episode um and guys like i said uh i think the best way to do it is go chronologically and stop along the way to discuss whatever we want to discuss um so i have i I took some notes but I, i mentioned on the on the most recent podcast that 
This game has a very good uh, plot through line where it actually, I think from memory, I can kind of go chronologically and not miss anything, which is like ridiculous to think. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting at the beginning, um, I don't Did you both play the demo or was it just me and Shelby? No, I ended up playing the demo as well. <clears throat> yeah, I actually, I didn't play the demo. Oh, Shelby didn't play the demo. Oh I yeah, I think you guys both played it. I, I had So the very beginning of the game um, opens up. The only difference between the demo and the opening of this game is that first opening cutscene. Am I right? So like the very opening of the game with the, right, right, right. With the whole world. Yeah, the, yeah. the iconic, you know, shot of Midgar. Exactly. Yeah. So up. so we get a flyover of the world around Midgar and then into Midgar. And then it's uh, Cloud on the train hopping off and, you know, a lot of banter about Cloud being a merc. Um, I think this Hot section. Merc. Yeah. <laughs> well, definitely if you ask Jesse. Um, I think this section both does a good job, it does a good job, um, giving these characters personality, but it does a bad job of showing you like what their personalities really are. Like Barrett in particular comes across, Barrett and Cloud come across super strange in this compared to the rest of the game. (laughs) Um, because yeah. I, I just feel like Barrett is constantly calling him soldier boy and, you know, you're a mark, all you care about is money. And Cloud's like, yeah, you're right. I don't care. Um, <laughs> and we get some good Barrett stuff of where he's talking about the lifeblood of the planet, the Mako, and, like, why they want to do this. Um, but he, he comes across more like a raving lunatic than, like, a thoughtful, uh, you know, activist right. you know what i mean <laughs> like, right, right, right. in this first area i was like Ugh, yeah right <laughs> i feel like the way that they present so when i played the demo and you saw how cloud acted and the way that barrett acted i mean that's how if i remember correctly that's how they were the entire game of the original yes. series you know i mean like the way that the writing was so you know what i mean so that's yeah already... and i mean yeah and and we're talking broadly there because that's not like like there's definitely development in those characters, not enough, not as much as they did in this game, but th- there's some development. But yes, for the most part, you're right. No, that's so when I played the demo, I was like, oh, all right, here we go. Here's here's you know, this is gonna be the whole game, and uh, we'll get to it. But I was delightfully. Right. Um. So number one off the bat, I I see Barrett. He's still Mr. T, which is really frustrating. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they give him some room to breathe, and we'll, we'll dive into more of that as it goes on. But as far as the plot itself, uh, you meet Jesse, you meet Wedge, you meet Biggs, and you meet Barrett. Uh, this is the crew from Avalanche. Uh, the only one that's missing right now is Tifa, who is not on this mission. Um, but you run through this Mako reactor. Um, like I said, Barrett gives little snippets about what he believes in. Uh, the rest of them are just kind of like, yeah, we're here too. Like they, they don't really have, you know, have a lot to say about the actual mission, like, you know, their mission as activists. Um, and so what ends up happening is you get to the reactor, you, you do that boss battle with the scorpion tank, um, which is a fun opening boss battle. I think they do a good job of showing off what makes the combat interesting. Right. Um, and then what happens, which is which is interesting, and it is a little bit different than the original game, is 
So you, your whole mission was to blow up the reactor. That was the plan. Mm-hmm. So you put the bomb down. The explosion from the bomb is very minor. So as you're escaping, you're in the elevator going up. The bomb goes off, and it's not much of an explosion at all. Right. It, it didn't even destroy the reactor. And instead, what Shinra does, and uh, Mr. Shinra himself uh, decides to do, is turn the like uh, security drones and things like that into attacking that spot on the reactor to make a very large explosion. Yeah. So it's like self-sabotage because they know that Avalanche is there and they know that they can get video of Avalanche being there and uh, use that as propaganda for all the destruction that happens in the city afterwards, right? Right. So that's a, that's a big difference because in the original game, it, what happens is you do that mission and the explosion does cause damage to the city, but you're, you as a group like Avalanche is basically saying... Hey, this type of violence is necessary. It's like a necessary part of true change, you know. Right. The conflict that you see the characters having with it isn't in the original game. They're all just sort of like, yeah, no, this is what needs to be. You know, they're they're yep. eco terrorists of the world, but they're like, no, this is what needs to be. Done. Like, you know, we'll get to you know where you see Tifa conflicted, but that I don't remember that from the original game. Yeah, it's interesting. Right, right, right. They really did. Jesse, Jesse had big conflictions too, right? Well, Jesse she was the one who made it, right? She, she made had, the bomb. She made the bomb, so she knew it shouldn't have been that big of an explosion. So right. she was like, "Oh, did I screw up?" You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's a very different dynamic, and it sounds minor, but it is a big difference yeah. in in tone of what they're going for there. Right. Um. So yeah, I I, I like that boss fight uh, as an opener. I like that section in general. It just feels a little bit. Um, like not what they end up going for, you know. It, feel, it feels kind of of its own piece that first section. Yeah, it feels like totally. a demo, right? <laughs> yeah, it really does. I do like it, like you're saying. Like it does set up the game. It, it sets up immediately the fact that hey, you're gonna have to change characters throughout this game. Like as you're oh, playing, yeah. you know, like that. That's yeah, what I like. Mechanically, mechanically, they do an excellent job. I'm just saying, like yeah. tonally. I think it feels uh, at odds with a lot of what the rest of the story is doing, which is interesting. Right, 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 of course. Um, so right after that, you're in the city. You're going back to uh, Sector 7, is that correct? Sector 7, yeah. So. so you're yeah. going back to Sector 7 to go to the Avalanche HQ. Uh, and on your way, real quick, um, so you come across Aerith, right? Mm-hmm. And you come across Dementors, and you come across Sephiroth. Yes, yes, yes. Um, all of this happens within the first two hours of the game, which is really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, so these, what I'm calling Dementors, are called the Whispers. Um, and we'll we'll get into more of them later in the game, but you're right away very confused if you played the original because you're like, I don't know what's going on. And... Sephiroth is there and it, he's playing like basically a uh, ghost of your past, you know, like that's his kind of role here where he's just kind of reminding you that bad things happened in your past. And so every time he shows up, Cloud is like holding his head and confused and trying to figure out what's going on. Um, one of my favorite scenes with that is coming up soon. Uh, and we'll talk about, but when Cloud goes to swing his sword at him and he hits like the door jam. 
Yeah. <laughs> like he goes to <laughs> yeah. like swing at Sephiroth and he like smashes into the top of the door. Um, but yeah, so we see, we meet Sephiroth and he basically is just taunting Cloud. Um, and then you meet Aerith and, and those whispers are kind of like messing around near Aerith, right? Now, in the original game, um, it wasn't they weren't like the mentors, but there were the guys in in the robes. They were they were they always would show yes, up every now. And then. Yes, yeah. And no, that, really. That's a major thing. That's like the that's a major thing that that we'll talk about. Um, but those guys are like clones of Sephiroth, Sephiroth, right? Like that's the whole thing. Right, because the whole thing is that Sephiroth is actually he fell in a pit, and like you think he's dead, and they're sort of like yeah. Yeah, they're like the, they're like the messengers of. You know they can they can turn into him or whatever and then yeah. spread the message right and we can i mean that's a lot of end game stuff we can talk more about um but for now you're just seeing these whispers and you're confused about what's going on the dementors are totally different and they're in their place in the lore um yes. 180 it's really cool yeah um and then so from there you go back to avalanche hq which is um Tifa's bar, which what's the name of the bar? Do we remember? A heaven, seventh heaven. Yeah, because it's it's uh, district seven. What is it called? Sector seven. Seven. Seventh heaven. Um, you see Tifa, uh, for the first time in a while. Uh, obviously Tifa and Cloud have some history. Um, you don't really know what that history is at this time. It's just like, oh yeah, we we know each other from a long time ago. You know, like that kind of thing. Um, and then from there you have a lot of cloud being like, I want my money, you know, <laughs> and then that's kind of his MO for the next couple hours. Uh, <laughs> so you run around with Tifa and do a bunch of side missions, uh, make a name for yourself as a Merc, as they say. Um, and then from there, I'm trying to think, are there any major events before you go on for the second reactor? No, Nothing. so... Yeah, nothing other than kind of your first area of side missions. Yeah, know, it's, like it's all those side missions. Uh, you meet yeah, Marlene and that, in Seventh Heaven. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that's basically it. So Marlene I, is is yeah. obviously framed as Barrett's daughter, like you know, that and and that's pretty much all that we know about her. You don't oh, see her mother or anything. Is this um? Is this this is when you wake up and now it's daytime and you're kind of exploring, right? Yeah. So you do meet that that the guy next figure. door. Yeah, yeah you, you meet the hooded guy next door. Yeah. You meet Chadley. You meet your. So this guy. is the most Kingdom Hearts aspect of the game. Uh, there's this weird hooded figure with a number written on his arm. Yeah. Um, and you're like, what is this? Like, what's going on here? Uh, and then, like I said, you you end up seeing Sephiroth again, and Cloud is like disoriented, and he goes to like swing his sword at him, and and ends up hitting the door. And it's and it's like Tifa's like, Are you okay, what's going on? Yeah. Uh and don't you like go after the hooded guy and Tifa's like, No, he's fine. Like leave right, him. Right, right, right. And this uh, is what I and this is already a departure from the original game that I really like and I think the reason why I like it is I feel like this game gave uh this story like time to breathe. Like I like the idea that like Sephiroth and, and Dan, you you know, you said it before, that Sephiroth's like a ghost that's yeah. hauntingly. And I think that's a really interesting, like, concept where I feel like that wasn't really 
that wasn't really explored upon in the original game. You know, yeah, Sephiroth, it, it seemed it like everybody knew Sephiroth. Everybody yeah. knew Sephiroth was a bad guy. Like, here, mm-hmm. it's, it's haunting Cloud. And yeah, Cloud and I, one that can see it. And I, I think that's that's really cool. It is cool. I like it a lot. I will also say, I mean, there are other flashes that you see of Cloud's past. And you see them throughout the game. And I don't... I don't have those marked like as, at specific times, mm-hmm. um, but I'll just say like you see flashes of beads dropping, you know, a very famous like scene, and you see flashes of Tifa in like a little cowgirl outfit, <laughs> and okay. like these are very specific scenes in the original game that they're flashing to, and we'll we'll touch more upon that stuff at the end. Remind me to talk about that stuff once we get through all this because. I don't have specific, like, and then you get this flashback. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, right, so right, we'll probably right. no, miss we some of that stuff, and we'll talk about that at the end. Um, so after that, uh, you you now, like, set up on the second mission, right? Like, you're getting ready to go uh, to the second. Am I right, or am I off here? No, no, no. You got, yep. Yeah, no, you're reactor. right. So you're setting up to go to the second reactor, and what happens? Somebody's not, somebody can't go, so you have to go? Is that what it's, it is? See, uh... She like twist Jesse ankle. twisted her ankle because the whispers went after her, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. So you wake up, right, and there's nothing but whispers, like swarming around Seventh Heaven, around, and yeah. they end up, uh, you know, making Jesse get hurt so that you would have to go on that mission. This is the first hint that what these whispers are obviously. I mean, you don't really. I, I don't know about you guys. I didn't have a full grasp of what they were, obviously, but it was an. I it, it, it was right there where I had the first idea of like, okay, is this like a, like I, I felt like there was some sort of they were pushing us in, in the direction, direction of the original game. Like that's the idea that I had right away, and this is where I started to think about hmm, like if if they're visible, like the hands that guide the story. If they're visible, then they're there to be broken, you know? So, like, right away, I was like, this is very interesting, and I'm pretty (laughs) excited to see where this goes. (laughs) Um, So, you go to the second reactor, right? Right. Uh, On your way there, you have that train sequence. So, is this before... Do you go to the second reactor, or do you go to Jesse's... uh, Oh, the house? I think think you... No, Jesse's place is right before um, you go in. It's not the second reactor. It's before you do the, the second, second reactor. reactor first. Yeah, Jesse's you do, place you is do right the second before reactor you first? see Roche. Right. It's right after and right like in the middle of the Roche scenes. Right, right, right. And that's before or after the second reactor? I believe it's after. Yeah, I couldn't I remember. So. Um, but no, because the second reactor is what like sets... It sends you Everything to Aerith, isn't it? Yeah, yes. you fall to Aerith. So you okay, do the yeah, Jesse stuff right. first. Maybe it is yeah. first. All right, so Jesse has a train. A, yeah. Jesse basically has a side mission where she says, "I, you know, something needs to be done. Uh, I have something I need to take care of, and basically, she wants you to help, but she doesn't want to involve the other guys, right? Mm-hmm. So they end up saying, "Well, screw you. We're we're coming anyway, right?" Um, but you go and visit Jesse's family home and this is where I realized, oh, okay. Like they actually 
are doing some interesting character work here rather than you know like the the shallow you know the shallow puddle this is like actually has some depth to it oh, yeah because um, in the original game i mean jesse biggs and wedge they're, they're like, nothing yeah they're not they're like, nothing characters you know ash in the pan nothing yeah. at all so yeah I, I was really delighted by it yeah well the it's interesting because not only am i excited about the characterization but the story beat itself is really good where you're going topside so you know the way that this world is set up is there's the slums underneath this big plate the big pizza in the sky as barrett calls it um there's this group of slums underneath the main city of midgar so topside is where all the like wealthy people live um and people that work at the reactors and stuff like that and underneath is just where all the forgotten people are. Like, that's kind of the idea. They're not as policed. They're not as looked after um, because, you know, they're, they're you know, below the poverty line. So they literally live below everyone else. It's like a very <laughs> uh, uh, parasite type of thing. Um, so you go topside um, and... You go to Jesse. Jesse basically says, I need you to steal a key card from my dad's room. Uh, so Jesse goes in with Biggs and Wedge and is like, hey, you know, mom, good to see you. you. Can you make us some of your homemade pizza? And then we have the unfortunate fat joke that Wedge loves and eats too much pizza. Uh, and that's a continuing theme, just similar to Barrett's Mr. Tinas. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so you sneak in the back. You go into the room and you see Jesse's dad basically in a coma, like getting transfusions, um, and he's like very, very sick. Um, so you take the key card and basically, so does Jesse tell you on the ride over, like what happened to her dad? I forget. She, it, it's like you get there and mm -hmm. then when you go to the side of the house, it's like a flashback to her telling you what to do. Okay, so... Yeah, I'm just trying to remember, like, where do we learn really, like, do we ever learn specifics about what happened to Yes, yes. Oh, uh, after, after you guys start going, Biggs tells, tells you. Yeah. Biggs yeah. tells you? Okay. Yeah. So what was that exactly? I'm fuzzy on the details. He it was right after you leave the house. And oh, like, I'm saying, like, what happened to him? There was, oh, like, a make, there was yeah. like a Mako explosion, wasn't there? So there was an explosion was like, yeah, in the reactor? Yeah, like supposed to work on like one of the reactors and obviously because shinra is a terrible corporation they didn't have any sort of you know hazard insurance or any sort of you know uh, any right. sort of this and he ended up getting sick seriously injured okay. and sick yeah yeah so so you see him there. Like a, like a chernobyl radiation right. sort of yeah. cancer that's definitely what it seemed like they were going for on that uh you also learn a little bit about jesse is it was an actress and she the reason she was radicalized to join avalanche in the first place was because of this accident that her dad had right right um so from there you ride so now is it on your way um back or is it part of the mission is jesse wants to uh screw with this area like like what was her mission she wanted the key card in order to do what um, is it to get into the second reactor, or yeah, is it a I think it was because she eventually leaves you. You go, and then you guys have to. But know, but that uh, whole fight. So so the whole fight with the motorcycles and Roche, like yeah. that's during this time. So where yeah. were we going to that little base to like disrupt things? Where 
I don't remember why we were going there. Yeah, it was like some sort of thing that she wanted to do, right? Right. So, and so it was kind of like an ambush. Yeah, so we get there, and on our way, we meet Roche, uh, who's this very uh, stylish soldier who like loves uh, loves the thrill of combat and is very like uh, sexual in in how he like <laughs> how he acts at, towards Cloud and he's, in, he, he's enjoying those fights. Yeah, because he loves he loves the way that Cloud is fighting him. So it's like a really fun back and forth where Cloud's like very confused all the time. About hey, what's you know what it reminds me of? It reminded me of remember Metal Gear Solid One with Cyborg Ninja and like every oh, yeah. time he would. Like he's just like, oh, the pain! Like he like loves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So Roche is awesome, and he, you have a fight with him on the motorcycle, and then what happens is you go into this little Shinra base. Um, you have a fight with a bunch of guys, and then it looks like you're overwhelmed. But Roche comes flying in on his motorcycle, and like fucks up all the all the mechs and the the soldiers and everything. He's like doing like skids into them and stuff right yeah, <laughs> yeah and then he hops off and you have like a regular fight with him like not on a motorcycle right 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 um so you have this fight that i really like that fight a lot because yeah. the first time it feels like you have to like strategize about what you're doing because roche is very fast and he'll like counter you um so that's really really fun and and like i said along the way he's just like complimenting how how good the fight is and stuff and um i think that stuff is just awesome the one thing i've learned like from this and later on with cloud too is that motorcycles are weightless in this in this world oh yeah they they have no weight (laughs) they don't follow the the laws of physics (laughs) at all (laughs) apparently Um, skinny 140 pound dudes can just throw a 500 pound biker yeah um, yeah, one fantastic. thing I do want to say, um, yeah. with this mission, I just uh, looked it up real quick. You sneak when you're doing the Jesse thing. You're sneaking in. You get the key it's card. It's for the bombs. I'm remembering it now. Bombs. Yeah. It's because she wants to like redo the bomb because exactly. she so wasn't happy with the way the that it went. To get That's funny. Bombs. The second you said it, I remember it. <laughs> um, yeah. So so that was the whole reason that they went there. Yeah. So you end up with the help of Roche after you fight him. You end up escaping. Um, and then, so this is where you now are prepping. This is where you go to sleep and you're, pre- you're, you know, you're ready to like leave them basically. But then the stuff happens with the whispers and Jesse, uh, hurts her ankle. So from there you are, okay, we need someone else to run this mission on the second reactor looks like it's going to be you cloud and he's like i want double pay you know he's like being yeah. trying to be tough guy still you um, merc yeah typical merc <laughs> um, and so you end up setting up you know the whispers come and you basically all right jesse can't go you're going so time to set off on the second reactor now right. this is where you go on the train with everyone and mm-hmm. a really good interaction happens between Barrett and some like Shin- Shinra suits where um, they're like talking shit about Avalanche basically. And it's like these two guys and a girl that all work for Shinra and you're riding the train with them because you're going to blow up a second reactor. Um, and they're basically saying like how, how terrible Avalanche is and how they're hurting people and blah, blah, blah. 
and Barrett's like looking over like he just can't help himself like he needs to say something to these people so he ends up like getting in their face um and they have like kind of an altercation where Barrett's like you know he's basically spewing what he believes in as an activist about Mako and what Shinra does that's bad right yeah um and I really like that scene a lot uh I I thought it was cool to see because you don't you know Shinra is never like uh never has faces except for like big bads you know right so like normal people in suits like talking shit about avalanche like they're drinking the kool-aid from shinra is is cool (laughs) although the guy does act like a child a little bit and he's just like we we don't stand up well we're stand up to bullies like you avalanche (laughs) yeah you know it's like that's uh, what i love all right guy you're 30 something (laughs) yeah but that's what i love about it is like he's he's so defensive you know yeah. Like, I, agree, I agree with you, Dan. I think when you're trying to like tell these overarching stories and you have these like mega bad villains, like it's, I mm-hmm. think it's really interesting. It's like didn't come from space. Like these yes. are like people that well, and for some I, reason I, I, yeah. that this is the right thing. Exactly. And I don't know if if you guys took the stairs or the elevator, and we'll talk about that later. But the elevator scene, if you haven't seen it, if you took the stairs, the elevator scene with Barrett is like the number one, like beautiful indicator it's where he really gets to shine and and we'll dive into that later but it's it's a variation on this theme of you know hey here's some normal dudes working you know uh for for shinra like why are they so pro shinra you know right right right. Uh, i don't even recall that was that right at that that at the end it's at the end the stairs or the elevator you know the flight stairs oh gotcha um but so from there something happens on the train where you get scanned and some of the badges don't work right or something along those lines where like you're basically found that not everyone on the train is 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 good avalanche on the train again yeah yeah um so you have to hop off uh and you're running through the train tunnels to get there um Anything big happen in the meantime? Like, do we, like, story-wise? Or is it just, all right, now we're just going through the vents and... The yeah, it's a, lot of, and... it's a lot of grinding. You, you find yeah. out about, like, you know, the, uh, the avalanche you know, code. It's like that dog, you know, yeah. sort of thing. That I, dog I think, will be important later. But yeah. I think the big thing is that you find out that, like, avalanche is more than just Barrett, Tifa, Jesse, Biggs, and Wedge. You know, they keep talking right. about how, like, other units of, yes of yes yes yeah. right like their cell and I, is this where barrett like basically says like yeah they don't really work with our cell anymore I, well, because they think that they're the they're too they extreme. think they're too extreme yeah which is actually really funny in the context of this <laughs> and how uh, you know sanitized they are um but so uh, yeah we we see that dog for the first time what's his name is it scout or something um that dog uh, stamp, stamp. That's it. Stamp. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. So stamp. It's yeah. like fo- follow stamp's nose, and you know it'll lead you the way. So you're you're like, you know, following markings that um, the other avalanche members have left behind that lead the way into the reactor. Right. So from there through the reactor, I think you're just kind of battling along, and there's a really cool aspect to this boss where you're kind of like creating the boss a little bit. Yeah. So like you're taking pieces away based on like vague descriptions. It's like, all right, 
well, this thing means that it can shoot missiles, but this thing means it has like a really strong laser or something like that. So like you're kind of picking and choosing what you want the boss to be, which I think is very, very interesting. And that boss fight, you, once you get to it, the, the, what's his name? The buster is, I forget the, Oh, the, uh, the actual enemy at the end. Uh, really, really good. Oh, it's such a good fight too. Yeah, I definitely have it on on my crab crab list. Uh, crab no, Warren. no, it's not crab Warren. <laughs> no, 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 it's wind. Which one am I thinking of? Buster or something? I know the crab warden. He's he's near the end. Oh, uh, oh, oh, I thought. Uh, oh, then I don't know where. Oh, no, no, no! I know what you're talking about. Right. So it's this big, big robot comes in and. I'll look it up right now. He basically the cool thing about this fight is, right before the fight. Um, what's the CEO's name? I know his last name. I know he's Shinra, but do you remember his first name? I know Rufus. Rufus is, is the son. Heidegger's the... Yeah, but what's well, they the... Call him President Shinra. President Shinra. Part. All right, we'll I just call know. him President Shinra. Name. So President Shinra... He's not comes my up. president. So he comes up uh, on this like hologram, which is really, really cool looking. Right. And he basically like starts chastising us and saying, like, you guys are going to be the bad guys here. And then he puts the camera on you, right? Right. This Air is where the Airbuster. Airbuster, I knew it. Um, it is a really, really fun and interesting boss fight. This is the first time where the combat like clicked on in a way where I was like, "Oh, I have to be switching between each character and doing different abilities." Like it really felt good in this fight. I love that because that was one of the things too. Like I really like JRPGs and I like turn-based uh, games. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh man, like is it is it not gonna have that but yet the way that they incorporate turn-based yeah uh strategy it's into so this good. sort of yeah oh my gosh like i hope every game after this you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's so well done so yeah am i right in saying that i think he he puts the camera on you and says like this is a broadcast of right. is it someone up on the walkway yeah yeah yeah, yeah. up on the walkway all right right yeah so he basically says, here's the terrorists that are attacking uh, the reactor right now, yada, yada. And he, like, puts your faces up on the screen. Is that right? He does, yeah. yeah. And, but he has your sound off, so it looks like you're... Yeah. Uh... So he, he, Barrett was, like, trying to say something, and, and you couldn't say anything. He couldn't. He could say your sound off, so he makes you look like the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Right. So then you fight the Airbuster, um, like I said, really good fight. And then the reactor starts falling apart. And the only way that you're going to get out is to like parachute down, right? Or is that a different time? Oh, yeah, I'm getting confused. I know, that Cloud, I know that Cloud falls and gets into Sector 5 at the end of this. And I think this is like, I don't yeah, know if they because... have it yet, but somebody shoots a grapple gun at this point, I thought. When you're like grapple- falling, yeah. I thought the grapple guns was way at the. I know, that I know they it give is, you but grapple I think, guns later. But yeah. I, I feel for at some point this isn't. Well, the I'm getting confused. Part. Where's the parachute yeah. part? Is that the Jesse mission? I. Or is that? Oh, later? it's wait a second. Is when, that the when Jesse mission the... where you parachute down and then she tells you to like? Yeah, because oh, Jesse and Big go. Yeah, Jesse and Big yeah. Joe, and you go with uh, what's his face. So I have uh, to mention that Wedge. then, because you with Wedge, yeah, that was the Jesse mission. Because Wedge gets hurt, he like burns his butt, and <laughs> and so when you get down, 
Wedge is like talking about how much his butt hurts and uh, Jesse is like, you know, humiliating him basically like slapping his butt. Right. But then the funny part is Cloud just looks at him and he's dead serious and he goes, sorry about your ass. <laughs> and it's just such like a, he's actually like trying to be nice and it's so fucking funny to me. Um, so there's, there's a point when you're not to backtrack, but there's that point where I realized that this was an amazing game and me and I just like stopped for a second. That mm-hmm. point when you're leaving uh, after you fight Roche and you know, you do Jesse's yeah. middling across like sitting across like a fence behind mm-hmm. trucks. And I'm just like, Oh my God, this is like a movie. This is yeah. like, this it was is, very, so well it was, if an RPG yeah. was an action movie, basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sorry, we, I missed that one before, but I wanted to go back to it. So let's jump ahead. So now Cloud falls down during all of this explosion, right? Right. And he ends up in the church. And he ends up landing in the pile of flowers in the church. Um, and that's Essence. where Aerith is. Yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> right when he gets up, Aerith is there and she's like, hey, I know you. You know, like, what, what's going on? Uh, and right away, Reno, one of the Turks, uh, walks in with a group of soldiers and is basically like trying to take Aerith, right? Right. So you have this fight with Reno, which again, really like this fight a lot. Uh, it made you have to learn how to counter properly, which the previous fights never made you counter. Oh yeah. Um, so this one was really fun and it was interesting to see Reno with like the music that he had and it was like a super tonal shift, you know, like it felt very different than the game that you played so far. Um, but you end up fighting Reno and escaping with Aerith along with the whispers that are like, you know, helping you get out properly, Mm -hmm. um, protecting Aerith and you go into sector five and basically, so, I'm trying to think of the timeline here, but is this where like Sector Five opens? Like you get to explore the open world of Sector Five? Because you're walking across the rooftops and then eventually into That's right, that's right. So you walk from the church, you you have to go across all these rooftops and then you get into the main area of Sector Five. So I think right away, um, if I'm remembering correctly, um, Aerith says, uh let's she says you can do whatever you want like go go explore i'm gonna go help at the at the orphanage for a minute or something like that right so you have a little bit of freedom to do stuff and then and then pretty quickly you get roped back in where Aerith says hey meet the people at the orphanage and let's go get them some flowers so she brings you to her house her garden to pick some flowers um and you know some side quests happen here and there uh, as this is going on, but the major points are, um, you're spending time with Aerith, you're getting to know her better, and then you go to her house at the end. Um, so you go to her house, uh, you meet Elmira, her mom, um, and you basically, so I'm trying to think when you first sit down and like talk to her mom, she's like very nice to you. And then when Aerith goes upstairs for a second, she's like, you're a soldier, right? And you're like, you can't be here. You need to leave. Yeah. So she tells you that 
and you're like, uh, okay. Like you kind of like pissed off because you're actually like enjoying being normal for a minute. And then you're being told, you know, clouds being told to leave. Um, and so you have to like sneak out, uh, and not wake up Aerith in this really goofy fucking like <laughs> mini game of sneaking out. Um, <laughs> Wait, don't you, yeah. fight, don't you fight rude before this? That's what I was going to say. I, yeah. Do you fight Rude before, I think like when you first go to her, her house, house with the flowers? Yeah. yeah, I think on your way to her house, he's in that area, and you wind All up right. fighting oh. him. So you fight Rude, who's another Turk. And I love that this guy. fight, not only because Rude is incredible, but I love this fight. I think it is so, so good. Yeah. Number one, because he's very defensive and strong, so like he'll just like counter you and throw some wrestling moves on your ass. Yeah, but it was awesome. <laughs> when you get him down to a certain amount of health and his glasses break, oh my he just gosh, reaches in his pocket, pulls out a new set of glasses, and fucking puts them on. All right, I was, so like, all I could think, of, all I could think about here, he is the like Men in Black character from Lilo and Stitch. Like, the, <laughs> yeah. the, oh my he gosh, does the exact yes. same. He really trip, is, and he sounds just like him. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, and then the such such a good point of. When when he gets a phone call at the end of the fight, and his ringtone is the Tango of Tears, <laughs> and he like answers the phone, and it's just like, what is this game? It is so wild. And earlier <laughs> on, you when you were in the tunnels uh, leading up to the second reactor, you hear Barrett like humming that after a, we win a fight and stuff, and it's just yeah. like, it's so bizarre, but so so good. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, and then so from there, and, and I will say, I think, you know, we'll, we'll jump back into when you're leaving, sneaking out of the house, but I think a lot of the pacing of this game, like the pacing of the main story missions are very, very good, but when they open you up and say, go do side missions, it it's a nice breather, but it also feels totally strange. Like yeah. it, very it, disjointed. It, it, very disjointed, and... I, I wish it was instead of, hey, here's an open area, go do two hours, three hours of side missions. I wish it was like, let's do one here and then do a normal mission, then do one here and then a normal, you know what I mean? Right. right Especially right. when like it gets later and they give you like 15 missions that to do. That last area, yeah. What? Yeah. Like... That last time being in Sector 5 was rough. It's um, funny because they know they only have like three sections of open area. So yeah. they're like, every time you get there, they just let you explore and go wild. Right. There's definitely a better way to do that, but that's not really here nor there on the, on a spoiler. Yeah. Cast. It's just something to mention. Um, so we fight rude. We go to Aerith's house. Um, does she, so she doesn't really talk about, her pass or anything it you I get it from Almira, right? right at the end when you go to leave yeah like the orphan um situation and stuff like that like yeah her what, I, her. what i'm trying to remember because you you're, you're told to leave but when you go to sneak out elmira's at the table and she talks to you is that right yeah, but you don't get the full gist of it until the last until time much you... later yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. i think this time she just says i think she gives um, you directions doesn't she she like tells well, she, you how to get out of there because Aerith was supposed yeah. to take you out, and then obviously you're leaving without her, so you don't. But know do we where get a go. glimpse? Does she say that? I, I feel like he, doesn't she? I feel like she says here. She tells Cloud that uh, 
that she was taken by Shinra and that whole thing, but not like that she's an ancient and like that yeah, stuff. Yeah, nothing super. But in I depth. think she says like you know I I found her and her mother. Like, didn't she give you that whole thing? I think it was yeah. She's special. You know, she's been I've, yeah. I've had. My husband went away to war. Right. Sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you, you know, have that cutscene where they show her mother. And like yeah. Elmira finding her, but I don't know if that's then. I don't yeah, know. I'm trying to think because it is it's in the same location and it's Elmira both times. Right, right, the story, right. So it's hard to remember. Um, but yeah, basically you're on your way. You think you're going out on your own, and then on your way out of town, Aerith is there waiting for you. Of course, she's just the- <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so she's like, "All right, I know a way to get through. We have to go through Sector Six. Um, on our way to get you back to Sector Seven, right? Right. Um. So she knows an underground way. So this is a part where number one, some of the best music in the game is. <laughs> number two, some of the worst puzzles in the game are because those robot arms are just so oh, yeah, unnecessary and ridiculous. That was, uh, I think, that was in the original game too, if I remember correctly. Well, not the puzzles. See, this is what's interesting. I remember actually that that was like in the background in the tunnels. And I remember thinking like, whoa, like what happened here before all this? You know, like there's a big robot arm in the background. That that puzzle wasn't in there at all. That's a brand new thing that's like Hi. totally unnecessary. <laughs> and that's the unfortunate part is like they are scared to make an uncharted with RPG fighting. So they have to, they feel that they have to add in all these mini games and weird little things, you know, and we'll get into it more at like Hojo's lab and like stuff like that. But there's so many examples where like, it's so clear that they were like, well, we need something here. And it's like, yeah. you, didn't, you really didn't like, we have the game that we want and you're doing a great job. Just be, have confidence in yourselves. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you get through this area. Um, I think you you have this weird boss battle, like mini boss battle with these three guys. <laughs> that whole scene yeah. is so weird. <laughs> um, and, and they're very uh, and Max. Yeah, yeah, it is just so yeah, bizarre. <laughs> they're like bandanas over their mouths, but it's also over their eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like <laughs> I remember, and they're all. I think yeah, they're all like, like "What's with this?" <laughs> He's yeah. like kind of explain and what it one is of them, the yeah, one of them is like, you know, dumb, and the, the guy keeps explaining <laughs> what the words he's saying is. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but basically, you go, you get through this area, and you continue through the tunnel. And stop me if there's something I'm missing, but I believe the next major thing is you're sitting in that playground with Aerith. Um, after you get through the tunnel. Yeah. And she basically says, like, oh, you're a soldier, right? What, what were you? And he's like, oh, first class, you know, whatever. And she says, um, oh, that's so funny. That's the same rank as him. And Cloud's like, who? And she's like, the first person I loved or something like that, I think she says. Right. And if you've played the other game, you know who she's talking about. It's Zach. Um, and... Uh, and I won't. Uh, I don't want to go too much into Zach because it, it, we'll talk about this stuff at the end. But it's interesting because it makes it. It gives you like the flashes of like you know some things that ha- like this is where you get some of those weird flashbacks of like Tifa and stuff like that, where you're like, what is going on? Um, That's funny. I actually have a note written down here 
who is Zach? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, Wait, yeah. Uh, one thing I just remembered about the tunnel too isn't uh, mm-hmm. as you're going through that tunnel, doesn't Aerith keep trying to give you a high five and like? Oh, that is a really oh, good bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that. So that's a really <laughs> good bit where like Cloud won't give her a high five, and then he goes to like later on he goes to give her a high five, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, we could do that." And then they finally get a good high five at the end. Like I love that. Um, see, these are the little things that you feel free to stop me if I'm, if I'm missing. I just remembered it afterwards too. And I was yeah. like, there was something else, didn't they? Have like, uh, weird yeah, <laughs> that was really good. And the whole, I, I like the whole dynamic between Aerith and Cloud where she's kind of like, she's just like flirting with them, but like be, being playful on purpose. You know what I mean? Like she's just yeah. like, you know, she's just kind of being like, oh, this is fun. Like, <laughs> you know, like having fun with this cute guy. Like, you know, like it's not like a. It's not like she's obsessed with him the way it, it seemed like it was in the first one. Yeah. Um, she's awesome. Yeah, she's such a good character. Um, so then we get through and we do that. Like I just said, we're sitting on the playground talking about the past. Um, and then all of a sudden there's Tifa uh, riding by on a, on a in a cage being pulled by a chocobo. Um, yeah. You're very confused as to what's going on. But you see Tifa, and she says, like, I'm good. Don't worry about it. Like, I got this. I know what I'm doing. Which is very different than the original, where she was literally, like, a damsel in distress. Like, this was Tifa's plan in this. In this and she scene. meant to do it, yeah. She meant to get captured, and she meant to go to this Actually. place. Like, she has a plan, which I like a lot more than the original. Yeah. In that, in that case. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, So... This is where, like, Cloud and Aerith are basically talking, and Aerith is like, we got to go help her. And Cloud's like, she said she's got it. And I mean, I think she's all right. <laughs> and Aerith's like, dude, like, come on. We're going to help her. And and it's nice because it's more like, it's more like, hey, let's go help out rather than, like, she's going to die. We need we to gotta save her. her. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because you were just about to break back into Sector 7, right? Like you yes, were trying to get you're back right there. there. And, yep. Right there. Yeah. Because she was coming from Sector 7 into right. Sector 6. So this is Wall Market. Um, on our, you know, we're following Tifa, and Wall Market is this really cool. I'm so, gl- I love the way that they did Wall Market, number one, but the the stark contrast of the rest of the slums compared to Wall Market when you walk in and it's, you know, lively and, and like there's light. tons of noise and neon and music and all this different stuff. Like I love just walking into that town and being like, wow, this is so, so cool. Not to mention you meet Chocobo Sam and the music is still the same wall market music, but it's like Western <laughs> when you're near <laughs> Chocobo Sam and then you walk in and it's like the normal music. Um, I, I just, I really, really like this area uh, because it just feels super fun. Um, you know, it's got that, it's got that real like Vegas, uh, like it's a little CD, but it's also like a lot of people having fun, <laughs> you know, like it's really, they nail it's it. So I much, think. Yeah. Yeah. At the gym you can go work out in and like, yeah. just, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying to think main story wise. I mean, this, this is another, Hey, it, things open up. You can now do a couple things around. Um, but I think right away you go to Don Corneo's, uh, place, right? 
I believe like that's a, so, that's yeah. the first place you go. And then um, what's the guy's name? I'm going to forget his name. Uh, the guy that works for Don Corneo, but is yeah, not really yeah, working yeah. for him. Um, we we got to look up his name. Leslie he, or something like that. Doesn't it is have Leslie, a, isn't it? Is it Leslie? It's a, it's a, I know it's a female name. Look it up, but I think it is name. Leslie. Because um, I remember starting with an L. I'm pretty sure it starts yeah. with an L. But he basically says, um, he basically is like, you know, Aerith and Cloud are like, hey, we got to go in there. And he's like, do you know why people come in here? He's like, uh, they're auditioning to be like Don Corneo's next wife. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh, that's fucking weird. But we got to get in there. And Leslie's like, please, I'm telling it you. It is Leslie. Yep. Yeah. It is. All right. And Leslie's like, please, I'm telling you, like, don't do this. But if you really need to do this, here's what you have to do. All right. Um, so I'm forgetting uh, how you get roped into the the fighting arena. Is that part of one of the pe- one of the threes deal or whatever? Yeah. So Madam Madam M, the only way Madam that shows okay. because the costume she's gonna give Aerith is like a million. You know, so whatever she needs the money to bet on you to win in the. Oh arena, right, 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 right. So, yeah, basically, you get three different things: um, Chocobo Sam, uh, Madam M, and Andrea. What's the last name? Yeah, um, but those are the three people you need to convince in order to get the invitation to Don Corneo's whole thing. Um, so I don't know if I, I can't remember if there's a certain set order, but I definitely did the arena first. I did, um, and the arena is just fantastic. <laughs> like between the announcers and how things change, yeah, it's like, like a WWE match. It's yeah, awesome. and, and the announcers are so good because in the beginning they hate you. They're like, hey, "Who are these two people?" Like, and then by the end they're like the dynamic duo, like <laughs> Cloud and Aerith. Like it's so good. Um, and then of course, so you have a couple of really good battles and then the final battle is hell house. Oh man. And it's so good. I don't know. About you guys. My, that might be my favorite boss. battle It is in the entire such game. a good battle. I love it. Number one, the fact that they put hell house in this game, I was so shocked because it doesn't make any sense that there's this <laughs> demonic house. Uh, but they did it and it was really, really good. Uh, it was it was interesting. It was it was one of the first times they forced you to use like all your elemental abilities in order to break through Hell Houses. Yeah. That's why I liked it because because the house kept changing. So yeah, like, you I don't have just... to be like, all right, now I need to hit it really quick with some ice or hit it really quick with some fire and then beat it up. Right, um, and it wasn't it. like it, it wasn't super apparent at first. Like you look in the windows and kind of see what's going on in there, and you're like, yeah. oh, all right, you know, like you pick up on it right away. Yeah, so, I thought I thought that fight was really really good, and I love the design of it like it's just such a i i love this whole area um yeah. in the arena in the hell house um so you take it down madam m's happy with you um did i mention it was it after or before this where you get uh the, the best hand massage of your life oh my gosh i've never been so uncomfortable uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the funny thing about that whole scene. So basically, I mean, the joke is that you're not seeing what's going on. It sounds like Cloud's basically having an orgasm <laughs> while he's apparently getting a quote unquote hand massage. Uh, and the best part is <laughs> when afterwards, 
you literally switch to Aerith so that Cloud can like walk over to the wall and like brace himself. <laughs> like it's it switches like, character control to Aerith because you're so like you can't be you can't like, be bothered. Cloud, are you okay? He's like, yeah. uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, you finish that with Madame M, and she says, "All right, I'm gonna get Aerith uh, into this amazing dress." Um you know, whatever, whatever. And then do you have to do the Chocobo Sam stuff before the honeybee in or does it matter? I can't remember. I don't remember well, either. What was that? Do you have to do the Chocobo Sam stuff before you do the honeybee in? Is the honeybee in always last? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it would be just because... I think I did it last. Yeah, so because you leave, you leave the honeybee in and go directly go to, to Mount Corneo. Yeah, exactly. Um. All right. So you do the Chocobo Sam stuff. There's not much story along with that, right? It's mostly just. I'm trying to remember even what the Chocobo is that where you have to rescue the Chocobo. Oh, that's, that, that's, that's a, a later thing. Later or is that a, yeah. I think what do you was... have to do for Chocobo Sam? I don't remember. Does he just flip the coin? Yeah, I don't um, think there's much of anything because what happens is the reason you get into the Honey Bee and is because Andrea is impressed with you because you fought because in the of the fight. Yeah, he wants he wants to meet you. But I remember the coin toss, and right, something and can happen being... with the yeah, yeah. Is no way to win. Is there any way? There's no way to win the coin toss, right? He has a double sided coin. He has a double sided coin. Yeah, I right. think there's a way where you can say like, "No, I'm not doing this," and something different happens. But oh, um, okay. basically, the gist is, you go to the Honeybee Inn, which everyone's always talking about in Walmart. It's the best place ever. You actually see uh, the the fucking teacher from the orphanage. Um, oh yeah, on the side. If you go on to the, the left. side, like she like. Uh, moonlights as like a dancer at the Honeybee Inn, <laughs> which is like really strange but interesting. Um, and so you go into the Honeybee Inn, and holy shit, I absolutely love this part. Like they nailed it in a way I did not expect at all. It was so good because that for the in the first game, I it's it's really bad in a lot of ways. Uh, like there's, it's constantly. I mean, in this, it's a, definitely a joke that Cloud is cross dressing. But he totally buys in while he's dancing and doing all that stuff. Yeah, like, he like yeah, he gets into it. Yeah, like I love the tone of this, all this stuff because so basically, Andrea says uh, he wants to join, he wants Cloud to dance or whatever, and initially Cloud is like doing some like sword moves, <laughs> and it's like really <laughs> awkward and it's so funny, and then basically you do this dance routine <laughs> with Andrea. And it's like a really goofy, silly, like rhythm game that, that yeah, like you barely see. Time. Yeah, you barely see the the buttons sometimes. Um, but Cloud is just killing it, <laughs> dancing, going nuts, uh, and Aerith is just cheering on the sidelines, so happy, like loving every second of it. I thought this was such a good scene. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was really, really good, and then. Andre is basically like thrilled with with the whole situation, and does he get you set up in dressed the dress? You get dressed up as you dance. Again, yeah, right? like Doesn't on he... stage. Yeah. Okay, that's right. He's he's setting you up as you're doing it. Yeah. Um. So all of a sudden, you got everyone said yes, and now you guys are both dressed up, ready to see Don Corneo. 
Um, anything I'm missing in between there? Oh, that's I, about it. I don't believe so. I mean, I know Aerith. Doesn't Aerith get all dressed up too at some point? Yeah, or Aerith she's gets already dressed up, dressed up by this point. Once right? you go, yeah. I think it's after we're done. She like meets you at at the honeybee inn at at the in front of Don Corneo. Only thing okay. that I think is like she walks that, up on the red carpet. No, I, re- I remember her coming up on the red carpet, and then you don't go in yet because you're oh, still okay. dressed as regular right, cloud. She, it, yeah, right. Because she's gonna go in by herself, and Cloud's like, no, I'll and go. Cloud, with you. Yeah. Oh, and that's when he Tell goes me. to Andrea. And anyway. then you go to the honeybee inn. Right. Okay. I rem- oh, did okay. anybody go to the honeybee inn? first i remember that was the first place i went and they they tell you don't yeah. come back here it's like a three-year waiting list or something yeah, exactly Andre yep. or something <laughs> yep. had that happened too um but i think it's just it was important to note that you can already tell that andrea madam m and um and leslie like they all really don't like don corneo like right. he's just right. he's just sort of like the king of the castle but the, and they have to deal with but they don't like exactly they're all against right, right, right. yeah and then, so now you're you're done. You have the dresses. You have the invitations. You're ready to go. Leslie again is like, you guys are fucking up. Like you don't want to go in there. <laughs> um, so you go in. You go to the rooms, and they end up gassing you. Some poison gas, knocking you out, um, and throwing you into um, this dungeon, basically, right? Right. So you guys escape the dungeon and you go, I mean, you meet Tifa there, right? The three of you are there. Yeah, because you, yeah, you go in there with Tifa. And she yeah. doesn't recognize you at first. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't recognize you at first. And I think, unless I'm conflating it with a different instance, is this the time where they're both laying on the ground and you get to choose who you walk up to? Oh, that's after. That's one that's No, that's, okay. Yeah, that's after. So basically the three of you go in, uh, meet, I think you... Do you meet together or do you go in one by one? Because I know Cloud sees Don Corneo by himself. You we all go in together first, and then Don Corneo picks who he likes the yeah, best. Oh, the right, 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 right. So first of all, Mark Hamill being Don Corneo, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked. I didn't know that at all. Because um, this dude is just, he's basically, what if the Joker was like a sleazeball gangster? <laughs> um, Man, he's just disgusting. He's so nasty, but he's really well <laughs> done for that. He's just so gross. Um, <laughs> so he's looking all you over. He's trying to pick which one, and he ends up picking Cloud as the one, the winner here. Um, so you go back in to have your alone time with Don Corneo, and Cloud just starts like beating the shit out of him, basically, like whenever <laughs> he gets near him. And then, uh, and then Tifa okay, and he Harris, loves it. Yeah, he's eating it up. And then Tifa and Aerith like bust through the door, basically, right? Yeah, because they like beat up all the other guys and, yeah. the other and then come through. Yep. You play yeah. as them to beat up yeah. the guys, and then you. Made, bust I made sure I did every room and every floor just mm-hmm. to make sure I got rid of all those jerks. <laughs> and then, um, so the three of you confront Corneo. He basically um, spills the beans as far as like what Shinra's plans are like, you know, they basically are trying to, so what's the motivation for them for Don Corneo in the first place? Because he has the, he has the, doesn't he have information? Cause he's, he's close to, he reveals more later on, but I think at this point you're right. I think he just says that he's got information about like, like why did Tifa go to him in the first place? Well, this is when he reveals that Shinra is planning on blowing up 
entire sector. Sector, yeah. Yes. This, this is like this is like a watershed moment. This is like really, really. That's right. right. That's right. He he he, he, he tells them because. So did know, Tifa just go there because she's like, oh, I have a tip that Don Corneo knows something. And that's what it was. She was gonna okay. go there to get. In, she was gonna go there to get intel. Yeah. And, then and so there they so have he ends weapons. up saying they're dropping the plate on Sector Seven. Right. Um, and then quickly he hits the trap door and you guys fall into the sewer. Yes. So down in the sewer, um, we fight, uh, boss fight with Abzu, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah like right away. This, big, this is where you get rat. that choice. Um, when you fall, you pick okay. it, who you pick up. Got it. <coughs> I actually did and, both because I died the first time fighting Abzu. Oh, funny. So well, I, I think that that matters on who you get the the sequence with in a couple chapters. Oh yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I believe so. Um, but we'll we'll get to that. So fight Abzu, um, pretty cool boss fight. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, he he throws his rushing water that you have to dodge, um, and then you just kind of make your way through the sewers. And when you come out, you come out basically at that playground where you found Tifa in the first place, right? Yes. Anything much Anything much to discuss in the sewers or is it just kind of... No, I feel like it's the... just grinding and... Yeah. Okay, so we get out of you the sewers. You come across the Ninja Turtle enemies for the That's first time. That's true. Yes, that is true. <laughs> I hate those guys. <laughs> <laughs> they were dicks. Um, but yeah, so you, you come out, uh, at that same playground that we were talking about right at the entrance to sector seven and your urgency obviously is to tell everyone and to stop them from dropping the plate on sector seven, right? That's the whole thing. Right. So, so where do we go from there? This is a little fuzzy for me. So uh, you're so right. So you end up in the, uh, after you do the sewers, don't isn't that when you end up in the train graveyard? Well, oh, you are with these characters. Is that when it is? Well, you I'm trying to think. Do you have to get through the train graveyard to get back to Sector Seven? Is that why? Correct. So you okay. you leave the the sewers. You get up from the sewers, and the only way to get to because that big you, door is you, locked. Right, and you start to see you start to see. Um, like helicopters heading towards Sector yes, 7 and start yes, yes. like explosions okay. and stuff like that. So you got to get through the train graveyard in order to get to where the battle's happening. Yeah, okay. you're right. You come up out of the sewers in the train graveyard. You're totally right then. Okay. So the train graveyard section itself, again, not too much story-wise. I mean, there's a little bit with Aerith can like interact with the ghosts in a way that the others can't right yeah. yeah 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 um but for the most part it's just um going through fighting ghosts uh you know it's a creepy area they do like little drawings on the wall and stuff it, it's pretty evident even if you didn't play the original game that the, these are obviously like children ghosts you know what i mean like yeah the way they're drawing and uh stuff like that you fight the big ghost boss uh which i did not very much care for that fight I'm, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I have no, I to this day have no idea how to beat the ghosts it's, proficiently. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I just kind of winged it and got through through grinding. So the secret, <laughs> there is one secret: cast healing on it. it okay. Uh, yeah, okay. I was doing that at some points, and then like sometimes it didn't work great. So I was like, maybe that isn't it. Like it kept right. switching. I, I, I tried every freaking element on them, and then just yeah. wound up 
going into Punisher mode and going whenever it was night. able to get hit by physical. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wasn't a huge fan of the train graveyard area. Uh, it felt like a little bit like filler to me. Um, except for the fu- the boss at the end of that. Oh, that cool like that, uh, like uh, Bloodborne looking boss. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. That was a really yeah. good boss fight and a really fun one where you actually had to like ch- switch around a lot. And I feel like that was a good challenge and a fun boss fight. Right. Also, at the same time, you guys, I feel like this when you you get a little bit into Aerith, you know. Yep. Aerith, yep. Aerith like disappears for a spell, doesn't she? She like gets zapped away, away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I really oh, dug yeah. that, but I think the train graveyard overall was just kind of like, ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, not much happened. Story. The lavender town of Final Fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then after that is you're rushing up to stop them from dropping the plate, right? Right. right. So right away, it's like there's, you know, the helicopters are shooting on the tower and like, you know, the, you, you, this is where you see the other other avalanche members like fighting back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there, you you show up and everybody else is already engaged in battle. Yeah, and I, this is where you get the good line from the random avalanche member that's firing the gun and he goes like, screw you, fascists, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're fighting some of the dementors on your way there too yes like, I think you run into them a little bit i don't remember what they try and stop you or help you with doing i don't, I don't know right well the i think the idea is the plate needs to fall you know right so right, i right. think they're like kind of trying to impede uh that uh, you know us from stopping it yeah um but basically um as far as story wise you go up to uh, the top of the plate uh, and you have a fight with uh, Reno uh, and Root at the same time. Is that right? Yeah. But on your way up there, this is where like uh, you run into oh, like if you're yeah. up, you run into Jesse who's Jesse's taken out. And Biggs, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I think Biggs first and then Jesse. Biggs first and then Jesse and they're both like really, really gravely injured. Yeah. And yeah. So you you they both basically give you their last words, um, and you're like you know everything's falling apart in front of you basically that's that's like what's going on here is like right. your friends that, your friends look like so they're rough. dying yeah it was tough and it was very I, I think they did a really good job because you actually care about these characters it's a lot different than in the original where because they do die in the original right yeah, yeah they, um, all but they, yeah, they all die. Yeah, but they uh, there wasn't much weight to it in the original. In this, it's like you know these guys; these are you know these are your friends. They uh, fleshed them out enough that you like you know Jesse's yeah. talking. You know, you, oh man, that was that was rough, and that's because yeah. they did such a good job fleshing out these characters. Exactly right, and um, isn't, like Aerith isn't with you. At the, I think Aerith went to go save Marlene or something. That's and, correct. Yep. And Wedge is, I think, down there He's fighting like, with cards or something. Right, I remember. Is this where he's collecting all the cats? Oh, yeah, maybe he's collecting cats. <laughs> and he's, like, fighting off guards and, and, yeah. and grabbing cats. Um, this, is, yeah. this is his chance to shine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you say goodbye to Biggs, you say goodbye to Jesse, and for both of them, Cloud's always like, you're, you're fine, you're going to get out of this, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, and so you get to the top, you have the fight with Reno and Rude, um, and of course they end up dropping the plate 
despite your your attempts to stop them. Um, we do have, I think, is this the first time we get an instance of uh, the Turks not necessarily uh, having the motivation, the, the same, like, uh, desires of Shinra as a whole? I think you see Reno and Rude in the uh, the helicopter. In the helicopter where like, Rude like Rude like hits the stick and Reno's like, "What are you doing?" You know. And he's, yeah. he's like, he's like, "Why are we doing this?" Like, yeah, yeah they're just they're yeah. kind of like very passe about it. It's where we right. start to see that they at least have thoughts of their own, and they're like, "Wait a second, you know." Doesn't Rude say something along the lines of, "He's just like, well, that's what they pay us for, so that's what we got to do, right?" Isn't right. There something like yep. that. Yeah. There definitely is something like that. Um, yeah, so they have more of a fleshed out moment on that in like an office later on in the game. Yes, definitely, I remember. Yeah. And and the Turks themselves, yeah, have have another moment. Like by the end, Rude is like your final fight with him. He's like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So the plate drops, big moment. Um, basically, devastates uh, Sector Seven, um, Aerith interesting part it's like mixed in with all this Aerith like leans down to marlene before she goes with uh what's what's that lady's name the the landlord marl Uh, marl so she's gonna send marlene off with marl but she like whispers something to her and it gets all fuzzy in the way that uh the memories get fuzzy for cloud and you're thinking to yourself, hmm, what the hell did she say to Marlene that makes it, like, it, it, it's it's another hint at, uh, it seems like Aerith knows more than the rest of the She's group. on, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so basically the plate drops, it's this big dramatic moment, it destroys the city. Um, the people that are on top, you know, Barrett and, it, like, are you know how could they not think like he, he's like marlene he, like is dead you know he's terrible yeah um and they so, wait like 10 minutes to tell him like i don't know, I know like, yeah. they wait like I 10 minutes like the poor guy's like distraught and then they're like all right guess what she's alive <laughs> after just like 10 minutes of like that was rough all right but hold on something important here as the plate's falling is this Kate Sif? Hey, I don't know. I don't know. Get the blue cat. Is that who yes. you're talking about? Yes. So okay. she is how it's pronounced. We everyone and their mother called her Kate Sif, and the original called them Kate Sif. Um, so how's it pronounced? It's catchy. Okay. Um, it is catchy. It's catchy. <laughs> uh, but how bizarre is this? Shelby, I need your perspective on this because. The plate's dropping. It's this big dramatic moment. We're like looking at all of our people like in sorrow. And then you see this cat with a crown just like fall to one knee and like dramatically like put their fists in the ground like furious. I had no idea. I literally looked at the screen. I was like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) It is so bizarre that that's how they're introducing this character to the people. I just thought it was so funny because you have, like, cats are a real thing in the game. Wedge (laughs) is running around saving them. And here's a big blue Sonic-looking one. It is. As if Sonic and Tails were the same character. (laughs) It is so funny that this is how they do this. (laughs) It is so, so funny. I mean, like, I loved it. I was like, oh, Yes. Okay, so what is this character? Is this I, like a? We shouldn't even talk about it. But all this right, is a major right. character in the next game. I can guarantee that. Okay. Um, I just think that's hilarious <laughs> to me. Um, <clears throat> and he's obviously high up. Like he's way above 
the plate falling. So I was like, oh, we'll, yes. we'll find out about yeah. Catchy. Yeah, there's right, a whole. Cool. They were on their own quest, pretty much. Yeah, Catchy's cool. pretty um, important. Yeah. Yeah, really important, really cool character. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> from there, uh, plate drops and everyone's kind of distraught, obviously. But then the group we regroup. Uh, and what happens immediately following the plate dropping? I can't remember. Um, the plate drops and you wake up in the devastation. Like you're you're in the middle of it, kind of like just walking through, going like, yes. "Oh, we need to find everybody." That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. you're kind of like tearing through the different things and trying to find yeah. everyone. And is this where Barrett breaks off and you go as just Barrett for a little while, uh, or is that not yet? I don't know. Oh, right, because you're looking you're looking for Wedge. You're looking. Yeah. Yeah. Then you go back down to the tunnels, don't you? Don't you go back to? Um, yeah, this is this is fuzzy for me because I don't remember exactly who is with who and how how the crew gets broken up. I don't remember. But anyway, the next major part is, unless I'm wrong, the next major part is you as Barrett going through the underground, like just with Barrett. But that's and you then you're like finding the people yeah. individually, right? Like you regroup with Tifa, who is underground. I think so. Don't you go? Don't the three of you go back through the part with like the robotic arms? Like, don't you? Like, when you get out of the rubble, don't you go back through that tunnel? Maybe I don't remember. Because I remember refighting some of those enemies with Barrett. And, oh, like, I think you're right. I think you're right, Shelby. Do you go yeah. back there because you know Wedge is alive? Or you think Wedge is well, alive? Well, sure the Wedge thing is, alive. is, you get out of the tunnel, and I think you see all the Sector Seven refugees chilling in the playground area. And then you go underground from there. Okay, that makes and sense. And that's where you go into the Barrett sequence. Right, right, right. Okay, so that makes more sense. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think so. I just remember going. And again, back as far as as far as story goes, what do we really have before we like? I feel like there's a lot of non-story stuff here where we're just going through as Barrett, and then we're all getting together. Uh, like what am what am I missing in between there and the the you know opening up to do the final side quest? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's basically it. I mean, yeah, you you go back down and you're looking for where Wedge was and stuff like that. And you have that big boss fight with like the uh, lion alien creature, right? Oh, that's uh, pretty, the one with yeah. Barrett and Tifa. Yeah, yes. and you see Definitely. that there's like these like humanoid, uh, yes. yeah, you know, monstrosities that Shinra yeah. created, and you start to think like, oh, that's so. exactly what it was. So because the plate dropped, you it opened up the underground Shinra base. Right, right? that was right underneath you the whole. That time. That was underneath Sector Seven the whole time, and so you're exploring that base, and that's where you find these these atrocities that uh, Shinra created. Um. And yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that whole section, I shot every single crate with Barrett that was up oh on the shelves. Oh my god, I did too. <laughs> Got so many Moogle medals. Um, and then yeah, I guess I guess from there, unless I'm missing something, it's it's basically side quests and then and then storm in the base. Um, I know you have I believe so. I know you what, have that yeah. moment. See, I had the moment with Aerith before. Because this is where that that like dream sequence happens. 
I don't know if you guys had Aerith or Tifa. I don't know. Do you remember there's like a one on one there's like a one on one scene, cutscene? Yeah, I had Aerith. Apparently the more I don't know, I did I did everybody's side quests. I did I'm every, telling like, you it's I, who it's who you choose to go to to see if they're okay or whatever in the sewer. Early. Well, wow. what happens in the cutscene? I don't remember. With Aerith, she just basically is like, uh, don't fall in love with me. You know, that kind of thing. Don't she's fight like, me, yeah. Yeah, like, you don't, you know, like, <laughs> you're going to get hurt if you if you try to save me, whatever. Uh, I don't um, remember. I don't remember. Did you get Tifa? What did Tifa say? You might have got a Tifa one. Uh, maybe. maybe. also, yeah. Um, but then, basically, before we head into the base, you meet with Elmira again, and... Because Song comes and takes Aerith, right? Yeah. Well, no. I thought after the plate falls, Aerith gives herself up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. she's but she does it. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. That was with the whole Marlene thing. That's yeah, how she got take, Marlene yeah. out. Yeah. So, so she Aerith got Marlene is gone. out by saying, Aerith. "Yeah," because she basically says, "I'll go with you," but you know, you need to because they were stuck in Seventh Heaven and they were all outside. Right. So the only way for her to get out and get Marlene to safety was, okay, I'll turn myself in. Right. So then, now that you're back regrouped with your people, you go back to Aerith's house. Right, and that's when you find Because that's everybody. where you you were like, Marlene's got to be there. That's the whole like motivation is like... Right, 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 right. We're like, well, where's the safest place You know, at Aerith's house? And that's where you see Marlene again and Elmira... Um, really nice little scene with Marlene and Barrett where he, she's like, are you leaving again? And he's like, yeah, I have to. And she's like, good. <laughs> like, you have to? Then, then I'm, I'm happy you're doing it. Yeah, I'm, I, I like that a lot. Also, um, uh, Wedge, too. You bring Wedge back there. Yes. Wedge gets to coop. Yep. recuperate. Right, right, right. And then, so after that, uh, you talk to Elmira. And she gives you basically the full scoop. Uh, you know, I found her with her dying mother. Uh, and then Song came and told me that she's an ancient or whatever. And Aerith denied it. But he, he, she, this whole started because Aerith knew that her husband died. Like the day that Elmira's husband died, she like told him. Told her right, about right. it. <laughs> and it was like really disturbing for her. But then she realized that she was right and that she's like special you know right 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 she can, she she can tell like, the, like yeah. she felt him like return yeah, to the earth like somebody you love yeah. passed away and then like she got yeah. the news like a day later or something yeah exactly um and so she kind of knew and then finally song came and and took her um as a child um and then when she i forget how she did she just Oh, I don't remember. She, she got taken as a child, as a right? kid, but I don't remember how did Elmira oh, no, get no, her no. back then. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Did did Song Hold just on, was visit? She, and was Aerith she in captivity as a child, and her mom helped that her? That definitely happened. Yeah, that definitely and happened. Then, but but yeah. didn't didn't uh, Song the Turk visit her at her home? Yeah, and did he just let kid. her stay? Yeah, I think he did. I, I think um, he, he said like you're gonna come with us at one at some point. <laughs> yeah, but, like you could stay for now or something like that. Right, right, right. 
Um, because and, the whole thing is, Aerith has to come on her own. Oh, that's right. Uh, she has to agree to it in order right. to get there. Like Whatever experiment be, they're doing, she right. can't be under any sort of distress or Correct. something like that. That's exactly right. Um, so they try to convince her, and she's denying it, denying it as a as a like little kid, like a six year old. So we get that whole flash, and then it's like, okay, well, we got to go to Shimmer HQ to save Aerith. That's the whole that's the whole thing. Yeah. Um. So. Before we go, we do all these cuts, uh, these side quests um, of varying quality, as the side quests are in general pretty meh. Um, yeah, but, I do like the lore behind the uh, the angel of the slums or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's cool bits and yeah. and that character, that weird character that uh, that was like spewing. Remember, Barrett confronts the girl, and then you end up finding her. She's like the thief that stole Johnny's uh, thing or I whatever. Hear, you guys do that. I love yeah. Johnny. Johnny's Kiri, one of my favorite Kiri, actors yeah. in the whole game. <laughs> yeah, Johnny's yeah. an absolute lunatic. I love him. <laughs> call me bro. All right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I told you not to call me that. <laughs> um, no problem, bro. And uh, so, yeah, the stuff with Kiri is interesting. Uh, the stuff with the angel of the slums is interesting. But it's never, for me, it never feels like a full enough quest to make it worth the time it, it just really feels more like padding a lot of the time yes no i agree with you there for sure it's just a reason to go back through some of these areas to do a side quest but also maybe have a reason to search for stuff that you may have looked over before yeah and it makes sense structurally it just i feel like i could have skipped out on those and still enjoyed my time you know what i mean right, right one right. thing i did like and that's only because i've played the other final fantasy games is when you have to fight that little turtle guy with the knife yes oh that was so good <laughs> and like what you is get, that guy called it uh, was in the same place you fought rude too yes yeah oh, if you, if you get, such a good if you, battle if you get close to him he just like you lose a one shot kill yeah, yeah. Oh, screw that guy. I forgot he's in the other game like he's a final he's in... fantasy like He's in all, yeah. Oh, he is. He's like a staple. Mm-hmm. He's like in all, he's like in all the games. Yeah. Oh. I forgot. Um, pissed. Guy. I can't think of the name. Um, but um, yeah. So basically, you do your side quests, and then it's all right. It's time to storm Shinra HQ. Tonberry, um, start interrupt the Tonberry. Infamous Tonberry. Yep. The what Tom is Berry himself. Tonberry. Tonberry. Yeah. He's Tom, T-O-N, is he's like a little green turtle with like Yoda yeah. robes or something. Yeah, you exactly. You don't think much of him, but yeah, he's all, he's he's got a deadly slice. <laughs> he's so good. Um, all right, so we go to Shimmer HQ, uh, and to get in, you guys sneak in on a truck. Doesn't work very well, obviously. Um, you get found out right away. Uh, start battling your way through. I like this area because you're fighting soldiers as well, which I think is cool. So you're like battling with these guys with swords as well. Right. Um, but once you get in, right away, it's just so cool to see this like open lobby, like serene. Oh, wait. Wait, like, wait. Is this after the grapple point and everything? Oh, I skipped a whole section of us climbing up. I was going to say, well, not only the climbing up, don't you go back through the sewers with Leslie and see Corneo a second time? Yes, yes. And that is where you get the grappling hooks. Right, right, right. Because I remember going through that where you like 
go through all his stash. I remember, remember, you do all the side quests, and I was like, it's uh, part of the yeah. You have to you, do you certain have side quests in story. order to do that. Yeah, right. So you progress the story and then do that that side quest. So yeah, you, you find end up seeing Corneo again, again uh, and that's how you get the grappling hooks. But you learn about Leslie's past and Leslie's fiance. Right, uh, was one of Corneo's quote unquote wives uh, that he ended up getting rid of, like he does yeah. with all of them. And he um, reveals the that they plan on blowing up all of Midgar or something and create or finding the new haven, not yes. whatever they called it, the the ancient yeah, prophet's land or something. <laughs> yeah, what is it called? And they said that he's going to be the mayor of the new wall market. Yes. Yeah, right. um, so he reveals that plan. Plan? I don't remember. It's not promise land, but it's something like that. Yeah. Is it like the land of the ancients or something? No, eh, it's okay. Yeah, but we know what we're talking about. Though. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you, you, so you do that, and that whole backtracking through the sewers again, it just felt like way too much. Like yeah. padding, padding, padding. Um, even if I did like the Leslie bits and the Corneo stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you what, when I went and found that third Corneo stash, and you have to fight the Ninja Turtles again. Yeah. That guy kicked my ass a few times. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. And a lot of... I mean, it was fun to finally open those doors in the other areas. Yeah. Like in, in Sector sector 5, that big-ass area with all the <laughs> treasure and gill and stuff. Right, right, right. And like, it definitely felt cool, but it was like... Uh, it was a lot of padding. Yeah. <laughs> so after that, now, we got the grappling hooks from doing that stuff with Corneo, right? Like, Leslie gets his grappling hooks. Yes. Yeah, when um, we come out of the sewer there. Yeah, which allows us to then get up to basically we're climbing up uh the plate right right and this is one of the i think there's like three of them but this is one of the points of no return like you can no yes. longer explore this the is the main one and this is the one that i warned you guys about and said so this may feel like you're heading up to the end of the game but there's still a good 10 hours left <laughs> um yeah no joke so you use the grappling hooks to get up to the plate and then you're kind of scaling up and, and this is so interesting because I like this area, but it's so weird to see a pre-rendered background. Like when you look down on the <laughs> on Sector 7 that's destroyed where it's like this whole game is like beautiful 3D rendered stuff. And then there's this weird like throwback pre-rendered background that feels like it came out of the original game. I was just about to say, I looked down and I remember being like, is this like a painting from the original game? And they just put it on there <laughs> as an Easter egg? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it really does feel like that. It's very strange, but... Uh, I do like the scale of it and the, the climbing up and, and everything there. Um, yeah. Again, they added another weird mini game where you're, you know, using these grappling hooks to like traverse different, you know, jump points. Right. Um, so you're fighting your way up, you're fighting your way up. And then how do you get, is it just that you have to fight all the way up there in order to just get to HQ in general? headquarters yeah, yeah i so. think so you wind up fighting that giant helicopter yeah pod looking thing and um i think after that you just it continue goes climbing. to nighttime yeah. yeah it just like flashes to nighttime and you're at the top and you're like Ooh, we'll get in by hopping on these trucks yeah i believe so did i miss anything in there not that i can remember um there's yeah. some good stuff here and i don't know how far it is i mean the, the main thing i think there's some stuff here with tifa like looking down at the rubble of sector seven right 
where she's like angry and like trying to figure it out and and barrett's like trying to explain like this rage doesn't mean that we did anything wrong it's it should be more reason to want to fight you know right she's always been hesitant you know yeah she's definitely like secretly conservative and not like on board with them a lot of this stuff yeah (laughs) um but yeah, so we have some good bits there, and then I'll jump ahead to what I was saying. You fight the soldiers, and you get you into... You have your cover art moment here, right? It's like the... The, uh, the, the pan up to the... Yeah, and then like it it comes all the way out, and, and you see Cloud looking up at the thing with the yeah, sword yeah, on the yeah. back. It's like, definitely. Yeah. Um, cool. And then, so you're in the lobby. It's like a very pristine, modern, like glass windows. Uh, there's like cars and stuff and it's like, it looks like a showroom floor uh and the thing that's cool here is just walking around and it's like an empty area and you're just kind of like exploring this like totally unique feeling place to where you've been so far where you're mostly in the slums and then like you know it feels so different and it's really really good um now here is I believe so you do the whole platforming with Tifa to to jump from the chandelier to chandelier and then I jump in and hard. everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh and now you choose stairs or elevator. So I'm guessing we all chose stairs. I guess so. I chose I, I chose elevator. I don't you remember. You did choose that. elevator. Okay. I think I went in the elevator too. Wow. Do you guys I don't not... remember there being a choice? I remember in the original game the stairs. I remember that that's like, why I did the stairs because I love in the original game they actually make you do it. So in this game too, they make you actually climb fifty nine flights of stairs, <laughs> and it's a really funny bit of you like actually slow down because you're getting tired and like Barrett and you are just like arguing and like talking about <laughs> I'm not tired, you're you're tired, <laughs> like going back and forth. Oh, I, I wish I did that. I didn't even know that was an option. I just took the did you do the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really, really good. It literally takes like 15 minutes to climb these stairs, and it's so good. They're just going back and forth the whole time, and, and Barrett's like, yeah, I'm all right. I'm coming. Like, it's it's really, really funny. Um, but on the elevator ride that you guys took, this is where we get my favorite Barrett moment, where Tifa is talking about how, like, you know, there's... Uh, like, I know we want to destroy Shinra, but there's a lot of normal people working here, too. And Barrett gives this awesome spiel about, like, a good man that works for an evil corporation has, you know, is responsible. Yeah, like, shares responsibility for those evil actions. Like, you know, like, just because you're a good person, if you're helping do something evil in the grand scheme, doesn't, yeah, like, you still have you still have some responsibility there. And it's a really good, that whole scene is so good. I absolutely love it. And especially like the context in which it happened, like the whole time, every time, you know, you're supposed to get to like the 60, I don't know, the elevator only goes to like the 64th floor, whatever you have to get to the 69th or something. And every time you go up like 10 floors, it's and in the past, like few times, like enemies have been coming in. And one time Barrett has like, no cloud has his sword out. Like some random employee. Oh, it's just the dude. Yeah, right yeah, in his face, right? He's like, what? It's like, yeah. you know, runs away. 
and that's that's when Tifa that's when that whole thing happens yeah so it's, it's well done again it hits home the idea that like you know these people didn't you know come from space you know these are human beings that have some mm-hmm. reason to do these these evil acts and i think that's a really you know I, I like when you know any sort of you know story goes that way because it kind of makes it more like you know it challenges you more because it's like oh man like how, how do we fall in those traps well and how it's also not? but it's also a good reminder of like this revolutionary violence is a choice and you better like you better have the beliefs that we have you know what i mean like they're right like that's why it's like calling Tifa out on it of being like, we know that these are human beings <laughs> and we choose to do this. So if you're not on board with that, then <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. It, it, it's really, really good. It's one of my favorite moments in the game. Uh, and definitely would love more of that from Barrett instead of the, the Mr. T spiel. Oh yeah. Because yeah, when he talks like, real like he has some really really cool yeah. things to say that moment and the hold on to that anger is those yeah. two are like the, definitely the high points for him really? um so we get up to the 59th floor and we get a flash this is such a good scene we get a flash of scarlet uh who we've seen before on the news and stuff like calling out avalanche she's like this powerful you know boss lady <laughs> type of person and we get a flash of her sitting on a chair using a like grunt Shinra soldier <laughs> as an ottoman, like, literally as a footrest. And, and he crawls just, with her. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Come on, let's go!" And he's crawling on the ground next. To her. Like it's just so good. This game, this game has such a good balance of like being just funny, weird, like over the top, but also trying to be. You know, in a grounded story, I I just love the tonal shifts in this game. Um, so from here, um, we're basically going floor to floor, talking to different people, and then you get to the archive where you find the mayor, right? Yes, I believe so. This is like the first major thing once you're inside. Yeah, you're like climbing. There's a couple of cutscenes, I think, here and there with the the enemies, but you eventually do you find the mayor first or do you find the theater that like does that giant oh yeah yeah yeah. that's that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole game but i think i think that's after i don't know because i think i I think think think... right because you go through like the history of shinra you see like the shinra has the president shinra has his own room where you see a statue and you you got the tour guide like the tour card from the mayor all right Oh, I don't, remember. I don't know. It could be, it could I be either might, way. I but, think you might be right. I think you see the mayor first and then he gets you up to the, he says like, I can only get you to 63, you know, yeah. or something like that. And right. then you have to find a guy. Yeah. And say the mayor <laughs> is the best. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, so number one, the mayor himself, what a shit bag. I absolutely love this shit bag. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he thinks he's like all high and mighty and like, I'm your mole on the inside. Like, I'm doing great things here. Can you believe they did this to me? I'm the mayor. And it's like, the only reason you're helping us is because you have personal disdain for them uprooting your position. And I think that is the most, like, despicable thing. I love it. (laughs) Like, it is so good. Such a good character trait of his to just be such a fucking slime ball that he's (laughs) acting like he's 
like <laughs> holier than thou and like so important to the team when it's like dude if guess what if you still had your position as mayor you would fucking love Shinra right now <laughs> it's so good um so he gives you a key card he helps you go up i think we see wedge here like we see a flash do you see him or do you see him later on in like i know a you thing? see him like near Aerith, but yeah. I thought we got like a or maybe maybe uh he says I was in contact with Wedge or something. Yeah, something like that. Um so now uh you're going through the museum tour and one of the absolute coolest moments in the entire game is this. So you so you basically you see all the different like uh department heads basically. Um and you're it's like, "Oh, get to know your your, you know, executives." And it goes through, and then there's just like Disney style like VR experience that yeah. you get that is just so fucking good. Where it talks about like what the ancients are, and like, and it's all spun in this like super corporate like sanitized way where like <laughs> they're talking about what makes Mako great and how they're harnessing it for good and whatever. And it's it is fantastic. Like it, I, it's that's really scene, good is so well done i love it sure. and they get like in depth with the the ancients and like yep. the talk about the whole uh originality with the the world and stuff like that yeah <laughs> super oh, cool sequence love that love that um so you're going through there and then i'm trying to think are you from there i know we we go through the vents and spy on like the boardroom meeting yeah. Oh, that is cool. Yes, you see all yeah, the... And, and Tifa has that weird moment in the bathroom where she's like, oh, I don't want to be in here. I can't <laughs> should, go should in the come in here? Yeah. Should it's I like, be in here? It's like, what are you doing? We're <laughs> spies. Just shut up. <laughs> um, uh, that and was so, so you're sneaking through the vents and you listen in on this boardroom meeting. And this is the first glimpse that you get into... Oh, you know, I, I need to know this guy's name. I forgot his name already. Which uh, one? The, the one good one. <laughs> That runs oh, yeah, like the, the infrastructure. Like, yeah, we gotta find like, his name oh, because yeah. he's a major Reeve. Yeah, he's Eve. a major character as the game goes forward. Yeah, Reeve. he's he's super important. Yeah. So this yeah. whole section is really interesting because it's Reeve saying, "Okay, so uh, I got all this stuff ready. We're gonna start rebuilding." And President Shimmer is like, "We're not rebuilding Sector Seven. <laughs> yeah. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> And everyone else in the room is obviously like on board with President Shimra, except for Reeve. So you can feel that disconnect, obviously. Right. Um, something I missed, which I'll bring up really quick, is the weird little short guy um, saw Sephiroth. Yeah, earlier. it's supposed to be Sephiroth, right? Is that what the implication? So there was a cutscene. Yeah, there was. It was yeah, pretty blatant where it was like. Yeah. There was a cutscene where. You, you basically Sephiroth came through. You saw the feather, and the guy drops his tea, and he's all freaked out. So in this boardroom meeting, after they talk about how they're not going to rebuild, uh, he says, uh, "One more thing, um, Sephiroth's here," <laughs> and everyone's like, "What? Are you sure? It doesn't make any sense. That's Sephiroth's not here." Yeah. Um, and That's then all clear as day. He made me drop my tea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. And so Hojo is the only one that's curious about it. Everyone else kind of like laughs him off, right? Right. So from there, your goal is to follow Hojo and get into his lab, right? Right. And around this point, isn't there that cutscene with Reno and Rude? 
too, where they're kind of like, can't believe we did this, you know? And then the other guy's like, well, if it gives you any, uh, if it makes you feel any better, if you didn't do it, somebody else would have done it, you know? Mm-hmm. Now dropping the plate. This is about the same. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, some, it's somewhere in there. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's, it's probably after, but. Right. Um, so now it's time to go to Hojo's lab. Um, so we go through um, very quickly. Uh, as we're going through, we find our friend, Red 13. Oh, yeah. Which it must have been very strange for Shelby. Again. You know, it was what was funny is I was fighting Cthulhu. I don't know if that enemy Genova. Had no, 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 no. That's the, it. the first one, the the one that looks like Cthulhu that you fight that has like little uh. I hope, you know, like he's like you can't oh, the, get me. Here's my like the crab crab guy. Yeah. The big it's like a, the big, yeah, like, it's like a weird looking. Yeah. He's got like Davy Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was fighting him. And I was running past some of the stuff, and I didn't notice it while I was fighting. But as soon as I finished, you see Red Thirteen yeah, he's in, in the cage. cage in the corner. And yeah. I, I was just like walking by because I go through every room uh, meticulously to find mm-hmm. chest and stuff. So I'm looking at him. I was like, "Oh, there's a lion in there." Like, all right, whatever. Another lab experiment, <laughs> and just kept going. And then, like right after that, Red Thirteen breaks out. Right. And uh, yeah, I didn't uh, know what the hell was going on. Does so Aerith touches him on the head, right? Yeah, and uh, so does that give him the ability to speak, or he had that already? She just kind of gives him a read. He has board? he has that ability. He's, okay, he's, yeah, his uh, well, it's complicated. We see a yeah, little yeah. flash at the end where you see uh, Red Thirteen, yeah. and like it looks like the planet is back to nature and like stuff like that. So right. I, that's where you get the glimpse of like, okay, him and uh, if there's anyone else like him are like part of the ancients in a way you know what i mean like right right right. i lived in harmony with the ancients whatever yeah um so right away i mean this guy seems wise and knows what he's talking about so it's like he's kind of he's kind of like on the same level as Aerith, where like you know that he knows more than he's letting on you know Mm um but i know we got to get through this stuff so i'm just going to kind of cruise through a little bit because i know dan has to get out of here at a certain point one thing i do want to ask i think in this around this moment you see hojo and he he says oh like looks at cloud and goes you were a soldier and then he goes wait a minute you weren't a soldier yeah and he he says you weren't a soldier for the first time and then "Hmm." disappears yeah, and and he and he goes, wait, could it be? Like he's very like confused about what's going on. Yeah, I was um, confused too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So, to jump ahead a little bit, we go through Hojo's lab. We see Hojo talking to Aerith. And he has her in captivity, um, and he's basically saying that he wants to like impregnate her. He even says this in the boardroom, and everyone kind of looks at him weird, where he's like, you know, we could impregnate her and make another yeah. ancient you know what i mean like f- fucking weirdo everyone else is like weird Hojo's just like so disgusting he's yeah. just like so icky but even the other like terrible people like are, agree you know <laughs> so is the implication that his full name is howard johnson like is that we're, we're on board with that right <laughs> um but yeah so we see that that moment with hojo and then um in his lab once we get in there we see uh this big creature in this tank and correct me if i'm wrong but cloud calls it mother 
Is that yes. right? I have yeah. that written down too. Genova, comma, mother, question mark. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> it, it was like a flash and he's like, mother? Like, yes. He gets like freaked out. And um, collapses, yeah, like at the yeah. door. So that was weird. Um, but basically you work through Hojo's lab. This section goes on for way too long. Even though like I like it, it yeah. goes on for way too long. It's way too. It's chapter 17. It's too long. It's so long. Um, so... You're going through the lab, you're going through the lab, and uh, Hojo, like, capture, like stops Red 13 from attacking at a certain point. Right. And that's when he, like, kind of calls out Cloud for, like, not being who he thinks he is. He, like, does this whole thing, right? Yeah. Um, and then, where do we go from there? I'm trying to think... Uh, I, I, well, leading up to this point is like the whole. I did like the fact that you're switching back and forth between parties, kind of. You know, because you yeah, get to, I like you, the mechanic of it. It just went on yeah. too long, so you're oh, going you, back no, and forth. I completely between, agree. And then Aerith and Tifa and yeah. uh, Barrett After and Cloud, that, right? On the fourth cycle, um, is where both parties wind up fighting the fish, the mechanical yes. fish. Yes. And then after that, you guys regroup because. Mm -hmm. um, you go get them. You knock down that door that uh, Cloud and Barrett are trapped yeah, in. Are trapped you regroup. In. You go up the elevator, and that leads uh, you to President Shinra. I think that leads you to President Shinra, like to the roof. Uh, yeah. So when do you? All right. So what we missed was Aerith. Getting Aerith. Got yeah, because she was in that little room. Well, when and you we didn't beat, talk about that. Yeah, when you beat David Jones, you go into that other room. Okay. And so before break her out. yeah okay. So you break her out, and she kind of explains a little bit more about what the ancients are. Yeah. Um, and I mean, she doesn't like it, put it in plain language, but she like talks about uh, what the ancients are. She goes, "This was my room growing up." You see, like her drawings on the wall and stuff. Oh, that, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah that, that whole cool. that whole bit was great. Um, and then that's where you see Wedge. Yeah, um, well, on the uh, radio with the yeah mole. And he's like, I'm helping you guys. We're good. You know, like, he's just at, at home base. Uh, but really, he's hurt worse than he's leading on. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we jump ahead. Uh, elevator up. We're going up to uh, President Shimra. Do we fight that big boss before or after this? You fight. So you. That big tank thing. The Which one? It's like a it's like a tank that shoots like a laser beam that breaks like the no, pillars. No, that's, that's, that's after? before this, right? No. No, that's before. after because Cloud's fighting Rufus and Barrett is fight and Aerith are fighting. Uh, okay. Right, okay. right, right. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. Um, all right. So we go to confront and so remind me, where is? So during this confrontation with President Shimra, is everyone there? Everybody's there. No, yep. You go to his office and he's not okay. there. No, well, you go outside and you like Barrett picks him up off the side. He's like, He's screaming, "Hey, help me!" And then Barrett walks him in by himself, and then the president pulls a gun on Barrett. Yes, and I then, remember this. And then Sephiroth comes, and while well, everybody's like kind of walks through the door, Barrett sees them, and then Sephiroth comes in and uh. And so, so this I love, even though it's like one of those classic cheap fake out deaths. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Because whether you played the old games or not, you probably know that Aerith dies. So yeah. 
instead i was like are they really going to do this are they going to kill barrett and keep barrett alive like i was very confused at the time because the way it was framed with sephiroth stabbing barrett through the back it looked like Aerith's death in the original no he stabs the president through the back and then barrett through the front oh he does he does and then his glasses fall off and barrett goes to the ground and then okay i think the president's just kind of over but he he stabs the president right through the back i know he kills the president yeah um and he stabs barrett and this is where the whispers start getting out of control (laughs) this is like the beginning of it yeah because and this is what sucks i feel like i I wish we had a little more time um don't 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 stress it (laughs) well i want to i want to get into the whispers right now because the whispers to me at this moment especially when they bring barrett back to life Right. It was so abundantly clear that the Whispers are the fans of the original game. And what they're doing is saying, no, 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 you can't change that. You can't change oh, that. Oh, whoa, and I never so, put that together. Well, think about it. Even after this, it gets even more like that where they're like, as you're trying to change fate, like they are like the guiding hand of like, th- those are all the fans and there's millions and millions of them and they're all like, we got to keep it the same. We got to keep it the same. And it's just so cool the way that they did that. And it's because right, we like, know what they are by this point. Right. Cause we you know. know what they are, but it's not fully explained until you get to like the, the fate part, like on the bridge. Yeah. We just know that they chain, they try and keep fate the way it is. Yes. Yes. Cause that's what red 13 says in Aerith's room. Exactly. Right, so yeah. They right, save right. Barrett because Barrett's not supposed to die. Barrett's not supposed yeah. to die there. So whether you read it, like you, if you don't want to read it as that, that meta, like I, I think like it is, that meta though. That's, a I cool really think that that's, that that's what they're going for. But even without that, it's still, it still fate. works. So what they're saying is, fate is making it stay the way it was whether it's the fans or not like to me that's the fans like that's the whole point but the idea is barrett comes back to life because he didn't die there in the original so it's like so he can't die there now and i think that they said he saved him and he goes thanks to the whispers yeah. yeah yeah and it's such a like interesting like meta narrative on like playing off the original game to this game. And then they get even further into it as we go on. But I just wanted to talk about the whispers a little bit. I like uh, that theory though. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I right away thought of that yeah. because I was like, Oh, look at yeah. this. Like, well, cause I, they're like, all I over it. Didn't, I didn't think of that at all because I don't know what the storyline of the original was, you know? So that right, was, that's a cool. I like that thought process. It just feels that way because they're like, anytime anything's changing a little bit, they're like all over it. You know, they're right. like swarming. That's so in. true. Yeah, anything yeah. that diverges from the original game, yeah. you're right, that's when they show up. Right. Right. So it's, it's, it's pretty neat. Um, so I thought that moment was pretty cool um, with the Barrett fake-out thing. He comes back. Um, and now we have maybe the best boss fight in the game for my money, the Rufus Shinra fight. I love this fight. I thought it was one of the coolest like smartest fights in the whole game uh rufus shinra basically um president shinra's son he comes flying in on a helicopter right yeah he comes in i think reno and uh uh rude drop him off yeah they drop him off yeah and he basically fights you on the helipad 
Yeah, with uh, dog. Yeah. Such, I just love the way this fight looks. I love the way he moves. Like, the way he, like, throws the coins and shoots them. Like, it is just such a stylish, cool-looking fight. It feels like a Devil May Cry fight. Like, yeah. It's very, like... But it's so, I love this fight, and I love Rufus as a character. Like, I like his design a lot with those stupid-ass giant pants. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, just belts, so, yeah, all it's white. so crazy and good. Um, so that fight happens. You take down Rufus. Um, and I guess while that's happening, uh, Barrett and, and uh, Aerith, fighting. Uh, that, yeah. that, that tank-like thing, which that fight I was not yeah. a big fan of. That fight was hard. It was hard, and it was like, it just took so long. It, it felt was like just a long fight. Yeah. What it I, was like, all right, I'm only doing did, a tiny bit of that. I really like the, um, the use of the setting, though, in that. Like, everything, like, the destructible oh, yeah. things to hide behind, you know. like Me that too, was, yeah. They started off as pillars, then they were rubble, then you basically yep. were screwed. Then it was nothing. And you yeah. got to a point where you're only two characters, and when he does that, like, Iron Man move out of his stomach where he shoots you, that character dies. Yep. There was, like, no, uh, no almost no way around it. Yeah. Um, I, but, I yeah. thought it was cool, like conceptually. It just felt way too long for me. I agree. For at this point um, in the game, yeah, yeah. Um. So after this happens, it's the escape sequence, right? Am I missing anything in between? Only the I think right before this is when right before you fight Rufus and right before they take uh, Aerith down is when Sephiroth grabs. Is it the president? He grabs him, goes up. And Cloud chases him up to the top of that roof part and, then he and looks at him and then he turns the, into the robe guy, guy. with the hood. Yeah. 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 So this is the beginning of the reunion theory, which was a big part of Final Fantasy VII at the end. So all these guys in the hooded uh, robes are clones of Sephiroth that are basically, they're basically like, um, now wait, did, we skipped the Genova fight entirely, huh? Um, but we'll go back. Oh, yeah. Uh, so um, these guys basically, and, and I'm not going to nail this 100% because it's very convoluted, but I think the idea is they are like part of Sephiroth, and yeah. they're like not the real Sephiroth. The real one is the one that's been following you the whole time, that, that killed President Shimra, that is doing all the important stuff. But these guys can look like Sephiroth and act like Sephiroth, and then you realize that it's not him. Yeah, um, it, my my theory is completely different. I, I don't know, and I, I've I've been contemplating it since I played the original game, and then even this one. My Sephiroth di technically died, and he's in that pit. He fell. You know, there's a famous scene in the original uh, game where like he has his shirt off, and he's in like yeah, this, this block of ice. Yeah, this part though, because I don't want to. We can talk about it, but try to talk around a little bit because I think that's going to be a major part in some of the next games. Okay. Because oh, that yeah. stuff happens at, way after Midgar. All I want to say is that I, I, I want to believe that everything that we're seeing that Sephiroth's doing is followers. But you know how I mean? can. Here's my thing. How This next section where Sephiroth's talking to Cloud. And he's talking about fate and uh, like, you know, I want the planet to start over. You know, yeah. you can come with me, whatever. How is that not Sephiroth? That's definitely him. That's not his follower. No way. I don't know. It yeah, can't you're be. right. 
they had, to, they had to go into a different. So I don't know because they, they had to go into a different. I don't want to. You know, we'll get to it, but I feel like they had to go to a different dimension. Maybe he only lives there. I don't know. Yeah. Don't well, that's know. the question. Is, is he like a, a spirit that's not right. a real being because he is dead? That's possible. Um, but that's that again. This is a lot of like uh, prognosticating rather than just talking about what's what's in the game. But the idea is these guys can look like Sephiroth and then do things that make it seem like they were Sephiroth, even if they weren't. Um, okay. But let's go back to Genova real quick. So you end up having a, a fight with Genova, and this fight, I don't think it's uh, one of my favorite fights. But holy cow, the music in that fight is amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> and the setting. Oh my gosh, the, the music is amazing. It was super like, cool. That theme. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I like that whole thing. Really, Matsu is the man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What happened? Um, the composer. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, so so you fought Genova um, earlier on, took them down. And yeah, not a anything- particularly difficult fight, but very, very cool. Yeah. Does anything else come from that? Is there any like story bits around that whole thing? I don't believe so. I actually think you fight Genova when Barrett gets stabbed or something, because you're in the office when you like get transported into fighting Genova. Mm. I don't. Okay. I know. The you're in thing, the... Yeah. I think the only important thing is to know that Sephiroth uh, also hates Shinra, um, because he also hates I think Genova as well, right? Because you follow the you follow the trail of Nova's ooze or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. In the original game, they know that that's Sephiroth carrying Genova, you know, all the way and right. following her. You didn't see in this game. Yeah. Um, and any other little bit that, so remember we said uh, the mayor is the best is like the code word thing. During that scene, you see a, a soldier that recognizes Cloud Oh right! It's like yeah. Cloud, what's up, man? I'm like, let me go get my friends. And Cloud yeah, is like very uncomfortable with that whole situation, yeah. and that's something we'll dig into at the end. I just wanted to mention that because that gets more interesting with Zach and like who Cloud is and stuff exactly. like that. Yeah, he um, said like we went through training together or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cloud was like, I, I got to get out of here. I don't want to see those guys again. And you're like, all right, you're weird. I don't know why, but whatever. Um. <clears throat> So, skipping back ahead, um, we took down Rufus, they took down the tank thing, and now we're in the escape sequence, right? So, Cloud comes in to save the day on the motorcycle, (laughs) kicks ass when it looks like the rest of them are are, uh, dead to rights, basically Heidegger's there with all his people. And that fucking scene where Cloud comes flying in, does all these crazy moves, and then the slow-mo of the bike tire like, oh, going right, right across Heidegger's face. So face. Oh, it was great. Um, <laughs> so, th- so they jump in the truck and the motorcycle, and this is, this is the famous motorcycle scene uh, where it's the escape. Uh, you fight a boss while you're on the motorcycle. Again, went on way too long. Um, totally. that, that's kind of like the theme of this game is like, love these ideas. Why yeah. does it always feel like a grind? <laughs> like we don't need to do that. <laughs> um, I did like the little break because after doing like chapter seventeen, I'm like, good god, you know, like getting on the motorcycle is nice, but yeah, that boss took way too long to just. Yeah. Like, no, getting on that motorcycle like, oh. though is just the coolest though. That is oh, such it's a fantastic. Cool part of that game. Yeah. It's I it's, love it. It's, oh. 
Yeah, and like Red 13's healing you after every little part. Mm -hmm. I love that you're on a motorcycle about the same size as that truck, and yeah. you're just Cloud, and you have and there's like four uh, people like in there. four other characters inside of yeah. the thing. And Red makes yeah, one yeah. of Parrot for being like 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so you're doing the escape sequence. You fight that boss, and then it looks like it's the end of the road. It's like you know blocked off, whatever. And you look back, and the whispers are surrounding uh, Shinra HQ, right? Yeah, right. And you're you're confused. What the hell's going on? Why what are these whispers doing? Um, and then Sephiroth meets you on the bridge, right? Oh, here we go. This yeah, is you, where it gets you get another sorry. point of no this return is, as you go yeah. through the toll booth. <laughs> this is our this is our Kingdom Hearts moment coming up. Yeah. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, Sephiroth meets you on the bridge. He starts talking about fate and destiny and how they're intertwined. Um, and he wants, he is basically saying, I hate this world. I want it to be rebirthed as a new world. And he said, I have the plan for that. I can do that. Like, you just got to come with me. And that's where Cloud says, no. And you end up having a fight with uh what is it like the arbiter of fate or whatever mm -hmm. um yeah, so like they were like big, giant whispers right yeah basically yeah. so it's this big boss fight where you're fighting these three different elemental things that are supposed to you know uh be uh manifestations of some of your party members and you're fighting you're fighting take them down there's a big guy in the background this is like i said this is the kingdom hearts fight that <laughs> that is shoehorned in here um i don't love the fight um but i like what it's representing once it's all done because basically what happens is you are now once you're stepping through that door and destroying the arbiter of fate you are free from the shackles of the whispers which were keeping you chained to the original story is the idea am i correct yes, yes. Right, completely so they destroy that anything that we know for certain about the future can be totally changed yeah oh my god and now what's interesting is this is where you get the flash is it this or is it after you fight sephiroth i think it's before sephiroth right you get the flash you, of zach you get a like flash of zach yes he lines up against a bunch of shinra guys yeah, I feel this like, is like you get interspersed with. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, a little bit here and there. You see the beads from Aerith drop yes. at one point. You see yes. uh, Red Thirteen. Specific moments the, from the yeah. original yeah, game. Cause, yeah, yeah, because yeah. the Whisper, uh, like the Arbiter, he like doesn't he shoot like things and like little halos go around the guys' heads and everybody gets like a weird. Flash. That's right. That's absolutely right. Whenever you do like a major hit on the Arbiter yeah. of Fate, you get the flashes. Uh, and it's like you're destroying uh, the fate of what happened in the original. Yeah, yeah one of them are two, like, two reds running. Mm -hmm. It's like red 13 and maybe red 14, I don't know, running <laughs> side by side through the desert. And, yeah, and <laughs> so the stuff with Zach we'll talk about real quick where... So I don't mind spoiling this because this is kind of like a setup for the game and there's too much Zach at the end of this game for us not to talk about it. So you... Um, at the end, you see, you see Zach lining up to fight a bunch of enemies, right? Yeah. And in the original game, that's where he dies. 
That's where like, Zach like falls. That's, yep. that's where he loses and dies. And Zach is basically Cloud's like hero. And like number one, like Cloud is obsessed with Zach. He wants to be Zach. And so Cloud really was always kind of like a quiet, timid kid that like he just wanted to be a soldier because he didn't know what else he wanted to do. So he was with Zach and Sephiroth on this expedition to do this. And when Zach died, Cloud basically took on his like personality. Pretty so much, he, yeah. He convinced himself that he was Zach. He was Zach. So that's why Zach like looks like him, dresses like him. Like it's like Cloud was like, I am that person. Like I was this tough guy. I'm gonna be a merc. I'm gonna do that. Like all these ideas that are in his head is because that's who Zach was, and Cloud looked up to him so much that when he died, he he just like took on that whole persona. Became, and that's why and that's why Aerith like okay. looked at him and was like, Oh, you remind me so much of him or whatever and it's like so fucking creepy to look back on now <laughs> where it's like he literally like Zach who was like Aerith's boyfriend, <laughs> like literally, and then he died. Yeah. And now Cloud is there <laughs> and he it, it, like was there when Zach died and became him. So that's like the whole spiel of like what that is. So what's interesting is at the end, like as all this stuff's happening, I think this might be the end cutscene. So I might save that for after Seth, Sephiroth. But about Sephiroth. Yeah. So so the Sephiroth thing is, Cloud says no. He doesn't want to go with him. He's like, you can join me. This is easy. We'll create a new world. You know, it'll be great. And right, so what Sephiroth wants to do is Sephiroth wants to he has a god complex he wants to destroy the world and create and rebuild it one, in his image yeah. yeah exactly so Cloud instead wants to you know change fate and change the fate of the world and try to work together to make the world a better place uh, the world that exists right correct yeah so when he makes that decision it's all right time to fight Sephiroth now so the boss fight itself. I like it a lot. I like the phases. I think the style of it is fantastic. Yeah, very I, Devil May Cry in that. Very, very cool. I love the way it looks. I love the way Sephiroth moves. The thing I don't like is in that final phase, he has multiple moves that can like one-shot you. Yeah. And it can be very tough and frustrating. Dude, I'm telling you. I fought him five times, and the first four times, that's what I got all the way there. That's what killed me, and it pissed me off so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, but when I finally beat it, it's like it it is a very very good boss fight. Um, you have to go into it knowing what the hell you're doing because it's completely different than the elemental fight right before it. You know, like you, right. your game completely plan has to be totally yeah. different. Yeah. Um, so I, I I told you earlier I'll go through it quickly. Like I I played it last night and did the sequence. And when you get your two characters, I got Tifa and then I got Barrett. And then I couldn't beat him, so I turned it off, turned it back on this morning, and I got Aerith and then Tifa. So, like, my whole game plan was switched up when I finally did beat oh. it. It was, like, a completely yeah. different thing. And I like having Barrett because I have a good loadout for him. So when I got these two, I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> man. Um, but I planned for it and finally won. But I, I, I agree with you entirely that that last phase is just, like, so hard. Mm-hmm. 
but, it's just uh, brutal if if he, if yeah. he gets the hit off. It's like you can just. And that's it. the thing. Whenever because if you get hit by that whatever it is, Hell's Angel thing, mm-hmm. like you have one health, and if you have no ATB loads, like you're yeah, freaking you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think of the fight overall, Dan? Uh, you know what? I enjoyed it. I, I agree with what you guys said. I think it was it was challenging and it was difficult. Um, you know, but that that didn't bother me. Uh, I guess I was just so hyped to finally be fighting him that right. you know going to be the final fight. Um, that even though every time I died, I don't know, I was still eager to <laughs> get back in there. I don't know. I, I just I enjoyed it, frankly. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Um, so after the fight, we get that final scene, and this is where it gets really interesting. Is um, so what happens with Sephiroth himself? He just kind of is like, all right, fuck off and leaves. Well, you guys are on that. You're on that like little rock in the middle of the galaxy, and you have the world's coolest freaking last fight cinematic between the two of them, uh, yeah. sword fighting. But he he just chills and he he kind of tells you like, all right, now you get to choose fate. You know, right. like he says something he like, still, yeah, yeah, good. I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. No, I, I it did feel uh, jump right in, but I, he says something like the next seven seconds are up to you. You know, like you get to choose. I know that. Happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, he's still kind of asking you to go with him, and basically you fight him and say no. Yeah. And doesn't he say like I'll still be waiting for you? Like, wasn't like no matter yeah. what happens, I'll be waiting for you. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then and then what happens is you get a flash of Zach and Cloud together, right? Um, that's after escaping. Yeah. yeah. See Zach, and he decimated that entire yep. army. Yeah. And they're like escaping together, and you see yeah. a flash of yeah. like a, a a poster of stamp, but it's a different breed of dog. It looks totally different. The stamp. Oh, it was uh, it was on like a pa- uh, potato chip bag. That yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So implication there is that this is an alternate timeline. Yeah. Zack survived. An alternate timeline where Zack survived. So the question then becomes is, are we continuing? Is it going to be a split timeline thing happening in real time? Or because we changed fate, that happened in the past, like our past, and now Zack is actually alive. Okay. You know what I'm See, saying? See, I I interpreted it as that was like a a prequel thing because when you you guys are walking out away from Midgar, he's carrying Cloud into Midgar. Right, and that's why I'm wondering yeah. is is that something that now the timeline has been changed and that did happen already? Yeah, that's what you I know what I'm saying. As. Yeah, or I... is it, or is it? Hey, that's a separate timeline that. Now it has split, and we're going to be playing with Zach, Sephiroth, and Cloud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the way that I look at it, where it's like, now I'm like, well, now we're broken from the shackles of the first game, and now, like, we have to go, like, we're going to find, like, Zach. Like, Zach's alive somewhere. You know, like, we find him. But again, it's just, I think it's such a, you know, such a, you know, gutsy move. Uh, to do because Cloud's entire character is based on Zack, Zack being dead. Right. Um, really, really curious how they're going to reconcile it. And even Aerith, where she says something, she goes like, 
uh, what was it? She said something along the lines of like, she looks up at the sky and she goes like, I liked it better when I knew what was going to happen or something like that. Right. I think she yeah. like, does something like, oh, I liked it better she when I was certain. Something like that. Yeah. You know, Cause yeah. she knew that she was going to die and she, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she kind of, she had it all figured out and now everything's up to, there's no certainty anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Which obviously is very, very exciting for the future installments of this series because you're not going to know what to expect. So that's why when I said, uh, I remember I told you before you finished the game, I said, I don't think the word remake means what you think it does. It's because what they're actually doing is truly uh, remaking this. And like this is, it's a remake in the context of the world where they said, we're going to remake our destiny in the game. You know what I'm saying? Oh, completely. Which is just so cool. It's, I mean, the game is just, I think it's incredible. I, I loved, I, I just, I can't believe the way they nailed it, the way they did. It's it's so, so good. And going through some of this stuff and thinking about where the future can be for this series is just like, ah, oh, so excited. So like, so that ending, especially, you know, to you, Dan, who's played it before, like you're more excited now that it's going to be that same universe, but like a new story as opposed to, well, yeah, the yeah you know, some people are going to be like ah oh, i wanted to like a re- I, I love the story so much and now they're changing it you know i feel like it's very it's going to be divisive maybe well listen you have you want to go play that story go play that story yeah i, I don't know I what agree. to tell you <laughs> I, I can't i have no sympathy yeah. for that mentality Especially like, if you're going to like hold this out for two three games you know like you, you don't want to just be delivering um things you've seen before you know so the the fact yeah, that they no, open it up to complete um uncertainty is is awesome i mean it's all listen. uncertain to me i don't know what the hell is going on in the whole story but <laughs> i love it I, i'm all about no listen i'm all about it i'm curious yeah. shelby from someone that didn't play the original you got to the end did it hit as hard as as it would have for like, I mean, yeah, I, I would I would say obviously not just because I was kind of trying to piece together what the hell was going on. Like I said, I have notes written down beside me, and one of them is who the hell is Zach. But it was know, like I, more confusion. I know nothing about that guy. You know, like I obviously um, understood that he has something to do with Cloud. The fact that the first time you see him, a boot steps out and he's dressed exactly the same. Yeah. Um. So I was like, all right, maybe these two were soldiers together going through training. You know, like that's that's what I interpreted it as, but it's. It's all, a, it's it's one of those cliffhangers for a, say a movie you've never seen before, and you're like, well, I'm going to see the sequel, you know, like that's that's what happened at the end of the game for me, and I I couldn't yeah. be more excited. Cool. Um, anything we want to touch on before we wrap up? I mean, obviously we covered a ton of stuff. It's a, a long game to get through uh, the summary of, and I think we did a good job stopping along the way and discussing. Um, but is there anything that feels untouched that we want to dig into before we wrap? That's a good yeah. question. I I feel like um, oh we we hit so much stuff and honestly I just it oh, well, the ending for yeah. me is the you know hold on can we, I I do want to bring up one thing we've uh, yeah. uh Biggs is alive yes that that post credit scene or whatever don't yeah. you see Jesse's ribbon you see Jesse's ribbon on the table or something right you uh, see something no I thought that was Biggs ribbon because it's in the same room as him. Like they yeah. both wore red head headbands. They both wore the same thing. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I uh, think yeah. That, 
And he's I'm not back gonna lie, I was a little edge, right? He's in the top not, floor. Not, not that I'm mad about it. I was just like, uh, I thought he had a good send off. I don't think he needed to remain. Well, do alive. we think so? I mean, if they if the, if Jesse's really gone, well, that's the thing. Is Jesse now know. gone, or is she like a frozen head like Disney? You know, like what's going on here? We're we just gonna keep all these characters alive. Yeah, I'm curious. I'd be curious to see. I mean, also, like we said, if we change, if they changed uh, the fate and the past. Yeah, I'm very curious how that interacts with, um, what what these characters like? Are they alive? Or maybe Jesse never joined Avalanche. You know, we don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm curious to see if we're talking about two timelines or if we're talking about changing the past in this timeline that we've spent this much time with. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I, I, yeah, I, I see it as a, I guess a different timeline because if we're following kind of the beads that we um talked about already then there's a reason the dementors didn't or the whispers didn't protect jesse and um biggs in that instance you know like uh, with the plate falling but right but in this alternate well, timeline we see a flashback where they did you know that's, like the the qu- that's exactly yeah. what i'm saying is that's the yeah. question is did that stuff already happen and now the split is like a doctor strange style uh parallel timeline whenever right. an action occurs it could have occurred or it could have not occurred and then the timeline splits and runs parallel to each other right. and and then are we interacting with both are we just following one like in the future this is what yeah. i'm so curious and about is the door is wide open right the door is wide open for some wild stuff to go on and no matter which direction they go for it if it's done well i'd be happy because i i like the idea of saying the past has changed. Everyone's memories have changed because we changed our future and that therefore everything is different. Zach's alive. So yeah. what's Aerith and Cloud's relationship? And what's like, so that would be really cool. But what would also be really cool is if you're swapping between the two timelines and trying to, you know, <laughs> figure out how they interconnect and stuff. Like I could see it being really, really cool either way. Um, I my only fear is that uh, it becomes a little too Kingdom Heartsy because obviously the ending of that is is pretty convoluted. Uh, the ending of this game is pretty convoluted, but in a good way, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but I could totally see it going off the deep end. Uh, but we'll see. What happened to uh, Wedge? He got pulled away by those uh, the whispers. So I wonder what that means. I mean that yeah. like. The- at like the end where he was trying to change what was happening and they wouldn't let him do anything. Right. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He's the. I don't know how he stays surviving. He, but he does. He's, yeah. <laughs> he, he stay living. <laughs> um. Anything else, guys? Before we before we wrap. I this game was incredible, and, I, and I'm super excited. You know, before I, you know, I just want to make it clear. Before I was just, uh, I was just playing devil's advocate. I, I'm so happy with the direction they're taking, especially you know having our feelings about the rest of the game of the original game. Like I said, Midgar was my favorite part of the original game, mm-hmm. and then sort of soured on to have my favorite part of the game be done so well, and then now for it to be open, where I'm like, oh great, now there's like a new opportunity for new stories. You know, mm-hmm. I kept saying to my sister, I said, man, well, the Midgar part's really good. I wonder how, like, part two and part three are going to be, because I didn't like the rest of Final Fantasy VII. But now, you know, I can't say that for certain, because now there's just so much, there's so many possibilities. Go in any direction, yeah. No, I, uh, I don't want to wait five years for it. 
I guess we're good. I, I, I really don't think we are. I think a lot of people are, are worried about that, and rightly so. This game took a long time, but uh, I think they have the bones of, of this game, and, and they can iterate off of that. Um, I love this. But we'll see. We'll see. Shelby, any last thoughts? No, I think I got it all out. I, I mean, I agree with you in that I fully, fully enjoyed and recommend this game. Um, as a so far, what five months into 2020, this is this is up there with the best of them. Absolutely, I, I, Shelby. More. I'm curious, Shelby. Are you? Do you have any interest to play the original now? Like, does this like pique I, your interest at all? I do for story bits. You know, like I want to yeah. know the story of the original. Gotcha. Um, but I also kind of don't in a sense that like i, I want to be surprised with the next game you know i just like completely surprised yeah and, and, and that's i think what's interesting. if i went yeah. back and played it i think i still would be surprised because that's what they seem to be doing with this uh yeah and they obviously played with like having they, yeah they made this game thinking everyone that played it it played the original yeah like, they definitely cool. are playing around with it so yeah. I think even if you played the original, you wouldn't have been spoiled on this game. I think it would have just been a, a different context. You know what I mean? Yes. And I'll tell you, I, even not playing the original, I don't like. I in, still enjoyed every aspect of this game, every moment of it. You know, like I don't think I was taken away. I think it's kind of I, I missed Easter eggs, of course. Like I didn't pick up on things right away. But um, right. But yeah, no, I I am interested in playing the first one to answer your question. Cool. Well, all right, guys. I think that's going to wrap up our Final Fantasy VII Remake spoiler cast. Uh, this was a ton of fun. Thank you guys so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. That was yes, awesome. Glad we finally got to uh, delve into it a bit. Yeah, me too. And uh, thank you guys out there for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. Um, and you can catch us on our regularly scheduled episodes uh so keep your eyes peeled to the feed and until next time peace